What will the media do without Donald Trump? I don't know. Probably collapse into itself. Tons of layoffs, desperate sell-offs, and no one's going to want to buy it. Maybe you guys heard the story from a little while ago. CNN, apparently, I believe AT&T owns it now. I don't know who owns it. No, who, who cares? Because it's, it's worthless now that uh, everyone is predicting Trump is going to be leaving office. I would say if there's one thing the people of CNN and MSNBC should be doing right now, it's praying that somehow, despite all of their efforts, Trump still wins because they're about to lose their job. And I'll tell you what was really surprising is that they had, there's a story that came out from The New York Times saying that, you know, CNN and, CNN and MSNBC are really worried about what's going to happen. And in it, they mentioned the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, is weighing his options and may actually leave. Now, they say it's because he's fighting with his boss. But let's be real. AT&T wants to sell CNN. They're in massive debt. The network is nothing but anti-Trump garbage. And if Trump ends up uh, leaving on January 20th, that's it. They're all done. Even the Wall Street Journal wrote about this saying, what do we do once Trump is gone? And, and they're not talking about themselves because the Wall Street Journal is fairly conservative. No, they're talking about, I guess, all of this resistance media. The venture capital funded news outs are going to turn out to be a wash yet for all these companies that dumped hundreds of millions of dollars into them. And it's going to be kind of funny. So we're going to talk about that. We got this big old hack affecting the U.S. You know, uh, Trump, apparently, they, they've, they've, uh, there's been some invocation of some po- some executive authority creating this like joint intelligence effort. And you know what? You can't see anything with these hacks. So we don't even know what's really going on other than they're telling us Russia is breaking into our systems. And essentially, it's an act of war. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. Joe Biden gets into office. And then we're back to the track we were on with Hillary Clinton of going to war with Russia because they want to get that natural gas back up into Europe. So we'll talk about this. We also got some 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 crazy culture stories. We'll talk about some huge influencer died. It's really sad over. Uh, I'm not trying to. This is look. I'm just telling the story with no disrespect. She was trying to get a butt lift. And she had like 12 million followers. So we're going to talk about a bunch of this stuff. Hanging out today is, of course, Luke Rutkowski. He, uh, he lives in the parking lot. Yep. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for having me on. Before we start, I would like to start off on a serious note. And um, this is not easy, uh, but I would like to publicly apologize to the viewing audience. Um, it seems that I've misled you and I was wrong. And um, I hope you guys don't judge me for it. I hope that you will acknowledge that at least I'm striving to be as honest and as open-minded as I am. But I had a couple medical professionals contact me and they shared some data, some charts, and some factoids. And I have to say here, and I have to correct my previous stance, and I have to say that the coronavirus vaccine is, in fact, good. It is safe, and it will be ending the lockdowns. I know my previous comments were skeptical, but after having these medical professionals come to me, um, I have no doubt, (laughs) no doubt at all. And I would like to announce on the show that I will be joining our president-elect Joe Biden next week, right in my left arm. I will be taking the coronavirus vaccine with him because Bill Gates can't lie. And Bill, you want to come down here, jab me personally? One on one, mano y mano. You I, realize there's a lot I'm of here for you, you and and I volunteer for your scientific. You, you realize there's people listening who have no <laughs> idea that you're joking. Well, I missed out. And they're like, they're like, oh wow, it's just, that's really interesting. That Luke said that oh, you Tim were joking, t- yeah. t- Tim. Luke, right Tim. now, for those that are listening and can't see what he's doing, because Luke doesn't realize it's a podcast. He's holding up tiny plastic hands. 
that you clearly can't give them a vaccine through. Ha 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 ha. I'm surprised people are selling these now with everything that's happening. <laughs> T- Tim, Tim, do you forgive me for Fake my arms. for my for for my indiscretion? Transgressions. Do you, do yes. you forgive me? What what did you really even say though? People should do their research and decide for themselves. Yeah, that's not. But that's no. wrong. Yeah, that's bad. That's wrong. Think that's wrong. Think right now. Don't. I mean, I'll tell you. I'll Twitter tell you will ban you if if you There's say the vaccines are bad. So I, we There's, have to change our stances. There's a video of a guy getting a vaccine, but the the, the syringe is empty, yeah. and it's going viral. And I tweeted, "WTF is this?" And some Democrat guy was like, you're so anti-vax. I'm like, there's literally no vaccine. There's what are you no talking about? There. I'm, I'm complaining they didn't give him the vaccine. <laughs> Why are you yelling at me? And the hospital released the statement saying that they're giving him another vaccine again. Because there was clearly some kind <laughs> no, of no, no, mistake no. there. And again, a lot of people are bringing up conspiracy theories. Oh, but man. I think this might highlight some incompetency. And I think Dude. the nurse might have brought in the same no, no, one no, no, that no. was just used on someone else he and injected bring it in. him. He was, it's the same guy that someone come in, sit down, get a shot. Yeah. Someone comes in. I think he accidentally took the used syringe. Yes. Oh. I think that, that and jabbed the guy with Yikes. the same yes. one. Oh, dude. Could yeah. you imagine being the guy? Yeah. Needle stick. Yes. Oh, Just man. getting injected you know with random needles. Funny? Yeah. It's like a lot of people were like, it was a PR stunt and they thought there was some kind of conspiracy or plan. I'm like, dude, the nurse just reused the same needle. Yep. Like he gave him the shot. He probably put the cap back on, put it down. This guy walks in. He didn't realize he grabbed the same one. And it wasn't he until nerves. He, yeah, yeah on camera. Yeah. And this is not the first time this happened. There was an Australian politician that showed how she's taking the flu jab. And again, it was the same thing. Orchestrated, no, no blue gloves. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's different. Did you see the video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm saying is this guy, this nurse. Oh, yeah. It was totally different. But, but we're showing Because he was how... giving multiple people exactly, vaccines. Exactly. Could you imagine yes. like finding out later when people on the internet were watching the video that you'd probably be thinking like, wait a minute, he gave me that shot, but it wasn't anything in it. Where did that come from? And then the dude who did it's like, oh, man, I used a dirty needle Somebody's on this guy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely crazy and insane. Tim, I, I have to say, I have to give you a hand. You You're struggling. Okay, thanks. There you go. There you, go. you should see the Tim rest of the body. Seen... Oh, my gosh. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, we, we, need to, we, need to, we need to pull this back into the armory that we have. Oh, the armory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let's give Tim a hand. So this guy, Luke, this, this guy, Luke, is all like, Tim, you got to get this scope for your M1. It's going to be great. And then he doesn't know how to put it on. Well, it's complicated, and uh-huh. I don't want to ruin the gun. If I don't know anything, you don't want me messing with the trigger. It, it, you have to take apart the whole... So you're saying whole, is your advice you for have to getting take down the scope the whole trigger. was bad. No, we you went no to we went to doing. a professional and uh-huh. we both got this advice. Uh-huh. You for some reason decided to get an M1A rifle for I don't know maybe some home historical defense. purposes. No, that is not a that is not a that is not a home <laughs> yes. defense that is not a home defense rifle. Yes, it is. Okay, that, that's a broomstick. That's first of all, for. especially with modern rifles that are out there that actually do you work know, well you with scopes. And if you truth? have a long you range rifle, you want to know the truth? What? It's all they had. They were sold in Jersey. They were sold out of everything. What are you doing in Jersey? Moved. I told I moved. you. I told you. Go to Pennsylvania. You went to Jersey. I, no, I no, no. That was years ago. Yes, did yes, you, yes. Years ago. Did you? No, years uh, ago you didn't say go to Pennsylvania. Yes, years ago you were like, why are you leaving New York? New York's the best. Nah, uh-uh. I was leaving in, in New, New York. York forever. I was. I did, but I was traveling a lot uh-huh. and leaving that hellhole as much as I could. Uh-huh. But but there was something to this city that was pretty amazing, especially as you're younger and you get to meet a lot of people. You were late to the party, bro. I got out a long time ago. Look, yes. it, see, see, if you bought a house in the middle of nowhere, I'd be in your parking lot. In your <laughs> yeah. But see, I got the house, and you were like, yo. I got to get out of New York. I was like, bro, I got a parking lot. Bring I know. You've been telling me 
to come down for a long time. I've been in New Hampshire. I was supposed to be in Florida uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, but I'm somehow stuck here. We, I mean, and um, I, I, you know, we, we still don't have anything official. While the blizzard happened, that you know, that wasn't too. nice. Yeah, that Tim nice. came out and he was like, "I'm going to skateboard the blizzard." I'm like, I just started cursing at him because I'm on top of my RV, yeah, literally video shoveling snow. on my Instagram, and, yeah. uh, and 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 we got snowboards. Lids won't give me a broom because he I thinks I'm going to break it. Yeah, he broke like, the other one. It broke my own yeah, broom. Yeah, we have a sque- I would buy you have, another a, broom. We have one of those big squeegees for a shuffle in the snow. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. That. If you want to see I was Luke supposed to be in Florida, yeah. shoveling that snow, it's on my Instagram page. Okay, yeah. I got Is about it? seven seconds of video. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, nice. Okay. Hey, did you tell Adam to install the scope? Uh, Adam said he's too busy, doesn't want to do it. I want to ter- build up his gunsmithing skill. Yes. Gunsmithing? Yeah. I mean, I could do it. It's just going to take a long time, and it's Luke difficult to take to out the, it, it, the whole. It's it's difficult to take out the whole trigger sequence inside and then put oh, it back together. Mechanism. Trigger that's, mechanism. Yeah, that that's not easy to to do. And if you mess up, you bit off more than you could chew. Yes, a your little eyes, bit. Your eyes were bigger than the the ball. A little bit. <laughs> Keep but, your eyes but, eyes on the prize. But eyes on now the prize. you have a pretty cool uh, scope that you could put on an actual working good rifle. It's a camera. Well, so the it's M1, a combination. It's basically a it's a camera. Camera. The M1's just like a hunting rifle? It's like historical it's like World, a World, World War, War II. War. Yeah. That's the yeah. M1 Garand? Was well, M1A. Oh. But it was all they had. Um, I, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to you know, name every single you know, gun that I got, but that was one of them. Yes. Then uh, the, yeah, the, there's, there's much more to say about this. I, I don't know. I, I disagree. <laughs> we have our we have our you know point of views, but I just said there's uh, much more practical ones. You disagree with me? That you just told the, me I shouldn't more than the M1. Yes, but, I know. But I'm as saying far as much the more decision making here, there needs to be mean? more uh, consideration. Uh, but again, we are very limited. I walked into a store yes. and they had squirt guns in this yeah. one. Squirt That's guns crazy, because right? they were sold out. Yes. Yes, it's it's crazy what's going out there, especially with so many new gun owners this year in the United States. We're talking about tens of millions of people finally, for the first time in their life, picking up and buying a rifle. And that's a testament of the time, but also shows you how you got it's hard to get. To, you got to think about the, the the tactics of the left and the right. And I keep seeing the left scream that healthcare is a human right, and I'm like, bro, that's someone's labor. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I got I got I, I come up with a solution. It's not even my solution. Other people have said it. How about we get universal health care? We all agree to it. Mm-hmm. And then we also get universal gun ownership. Yes. Meaning you can walk in the government like you get one government gun and the government gives yeah. you a gun. I'm not you serious. Just call the gun. Yeah. I'm not being serious. Do you obviously. have the gun? No. What do you mean? The gun. They get, you got to get the gun when you turn this 18. You go to the, you go to the, the yeah. Department of Gun it's Services. Just a gun. Mm-hmm. I think we the should DGS. be 3D printing our guns. Go. And then you go in and you're like, yeah, I'm 18th, my birthday. And they're like, well, you have to get a gun. It's, it's a, it's a human right. What if you had to get an airsoft but, well, think rifle? About it. No, this is a really good argument. And, 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 and it is. Hear me out. When they say healthcare is a human right, what they're implying is that access to good, affordable healthcare is the right. That if it exists, yeah. you should be able to have access to it. And I'm like, okay. Well, self-defense is also a human right, the right to defend yourself from harm. So if you're saying we need universal health care to provide a labor and technology to individuals so they can have access to that, then so you, basically what you're saying is this. If the health care exists, it should be their right. Okay, fine. That means if the technology exists to help save your life, people should not be barred from getting it. Okay? So that means if self-defense is a human right, which it is, we actually have like exemptions for killing other people if it's in self-defense, then you should be granted universal access to the best tools for your self-defense. You should get a exactly. voucher because not everyone one needs gun, a gun. One gun, free, yeah, paid yeah. for by the government. Or like the value of one gun if you spend it on a gun 
or something like that. The value, or, or a you, lot of people or, are going to be like, "Why do we? Why do you need a firearm?" Yeah. And and to those people, I'm like, "Why do you need a fire extinguisher? If you don't believe in having preventative tools, why would you want to have a fire extinguisher in your house?" So that to me is another argument. Ask someone where their fire extinguisher is. Most people are going to be like, oh, you've got like 17 of them in yeah, this we house. Like we have a ton. Yeah. But if you ask yeah. a regular person, they might be like, um, it's, it's, I think it's under the stairs. Mm-hmm. Where's your first aid kit? I think it's in the bathroom. Uh-huh. Yep. Did yep. you check? Lots of people, especially in the city, are wildly unprepared. And oh, uh, I could only imagine. I mean, right now we're still in a time and period where everything is readily available. But after traveling the world and, and being in some conflict countries, you sur- you learn that a lot of the things that are around us right now, we're taking uh, advantage of. Dude. And a lot of people aren't as lucky as we are, especially in the world. And when we look at the United States, we are a first world country that let's, is let's, let's, extremely let's, spoiled. We got it. We got it. Well, let's get into the, the, the first segment because we got a good segue for this. Uh, don't forget, you know, Ian's chilling. He's yeah. also here. We didn't do that. Did you get we, paintball, we uh, airsoft paintball pellets? No. no. Oh, they're not paintball. They're just biodegradable. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get paintball pellets. That'd be fun. That's so don't it. forget to smash oh. that like and button, hi, I'm Ian, comment, by the way. Yeah, subscribe. We're live at 8 p.m. live, and uh, Lydia's producing. I'm over here in the corner. Yeah. But let's talk about this first story, because I think this uh, uh, there's, there's a lot to talk about with, with the media and, and the chaos and all that stuff. So we had this story come out. I covered this earlier on my, uh, my main channel, YouTube.com slash TimCast. CNN and, CNN and MSNBC fret over post-Trump future. But I think one of the most significant portions of this article is where they say that CNN's president Jeffrey A. Zucker is weighing whether to exit the network amid some tension with his new boss, wow. Jason Killer. Killer? <laughs> is that wow. really it? How's well, it it's like Kylar, but it says K I L R. Killer. Jason Kira, yeah. the Warner <laughs> Media no chief executive whose background is in tech, not journalism. Mr. Zucker is mulling his options over the holidays. No, 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 hold on. You can't criticize that guy because his background's in tech when Jeff Zucker is running a news organization. I'm sorry, I'll do air quotes. News organization. When his background is in reality TV. Yeah. Spare me your BS. What was his uh, reality show background? The Apprentice. Oh, wow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's personal. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. What no. if this is all just like one big hoax? Truman like like big people, think there's a, people think there's a conspiracy. You know, like the the government, the Illuminati. What if the real conspiracy is that it's just like it's all scripted? Like Zucker everything, everything. We're like, yeah. I'm gonna Trump's make you look bad, and, and you go crazy when I do it. It's gonna be so. Awesome. Jeff Zucker and Trump yeah, are sitting in a room, great. and it's like for the next show, it's gonna be Trump as president. Yeah. We're gonna make so much money. And Trump's like, it's a brilliant idea. You're the best, Jeff. I love you. And he shakes his hand. Well, if you remember before Donald Trump, the mainstream media was on its way out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people weren't taking them seriously. Their viewership was going down. And then out comes this orange, glorious man that gave him all the attention, that gave him the drama, that gave him the WWE kind of wrestling entertainment that people were striving for. And and there is an argument to make here that Donald Trump did save the mainstream media because... Oh, that's a fact. I'm not not even kidding. That that is a hard fact. All of these companies were collapsing. There were layoffs yeah. every other day. Like between tr- between 2012 and 2016, were they just no collapsing? like 2014 to 2016? What were they doing from 2011 to 14? There was a mix of riding off of the Occupy and uh, and Ron Paul movements, and then they started to realize that intersectionality and social justice was making people really angry. And angry people share more. So they started going nuts, ramping up videos of cops beating people, writing songs about it. And there was there was one uh, website, Mike.com, started as libertarian, 
Ron Paul, pro Ron, like that was a big influence on minds at but, the time. But then what they started doing, they started, uh, you know, putting up police brutality videos and finding that it mixed with social justice narratives better. And then the website just became a social justice media company. Then we started seeing there was something called like ad, uh, what was it called like ad rights traffic distribution or whatever, where these companies would be like, we get a million views, we'll sell the rights to those views to you to run ads on our content. And then companies like Vice would claim they were getting, you know, 100 million views because they were actually buying the rights to other content. So it was this big kind of, I wouldn't call it fraud or a scam or anything like that, but like, when you go to someone and claim like scamish, you know, imagine, imagine, imagine if I claimed my YouTube channel, like, so you go to social blade, you can see how many views my channels get. My, you know, it's like, I think right now I've reduced the amount of content I've been producing a little bit. So it's like 60, 70 million mm-hmm. or whatever, or maybe, maybe a little bit. You know, I think it's around there. Per so. month. I think it's like 75 million. Mm-hmm. It was at a hundred a few months ago, way bigger with the election, but I've, I've pulled some of the con, you know, I've done a little bit less content. Imagine if I, if I like went to a, a thousand channels that made videos of people drinking bottled water and nothing else. And I said, sign your, the rights to your viewership to me. And then I found another 25 million views that were worthless, that make no money. And then I started telling everybody, I get 100 million oh, yeah, views. My network has... Exactly. That's what they were doing. So at some point before Trump, everything started falling apart. They started laying people off. You know, Shane Smith, the CEO of Vice, was like, there's going to be a bloodbath in digital media. And we saw valuations tanking. Then along comes Trump. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, these media outlets realized, if we say the orange man is bad, people click that button. Wow. Yeah. And you you brought up a very important point, because there was even psychological studies that pointed about how if you make someone emotional, if you make someone angry, if you make them feel a very strong negative emotion, that leads to more sharing of articles, sharing yeah, of anger. links, sharing of news stories. And I remember watching a documentary about this new kind of online internet news business and seeing people in the newsroom with just uh you know graphics about how many shares their articles get and it would be yeah, it's, it, out of the 10 it's, it's most called, shared it's articles per day yeah and it was right in front of everyone and they were always trying to beat each other who would get the most clicks who would have the most outrageous headlines who would get the most that's attention all that ever was. and when you have a system like that we have to understand that's going to have some significant Bro. consequences for the general public you want it you want, let me tell you guys a story when I was down in Ferguson, when the riots were breaking out, and there's cops, you know, lobbing, you know, yeah, I was there. gas and everything. I did one of the biggest streams ever. This is really funny to think about because we get more viewers on this show now than I would get like mobile streaming on the street. But, there, but, I, so, so when I was more look, likes on I was, this show in one night than I get on my entire YouTube channel in a year. When I was in streaming a lifetime in ten years. When I was streaming night. in Ferguson. And we, uh, so my live stream had like, we had, it was, it was, it was being displayed in three different pages for a total of like 70,000 concurrent viewers at the height of these riots. When all was said and done and the riots lit up and the buildings were like a whole city block, West Florissant was engulfed in flames. You drive down the street, you could feel the heat in your car from how big the flames were. Viewership was insane. It was massive. There were bullets flying. I'm hitting the ground. The cops are like, run, run, run. There's tear gas everywhere. And you know what? When everything wrapped up and I got on the phone with the people back in the Vice newsroom, you know, the, you know the one of the, I would say the first thing they told me was, bro, you just broke the record for concurrence. Mm. The first time a sub channel surpassed the parent channel, bro. And I'm like, yes, that was it. They were like, we can't believe it because Vice News was not Vice. It was just like a sub chat category. But yeah. we got more concurrence, dude. Yeah. They weren't like, 
it's a sad day, man. I can't believe it. These buildings. Yeah. Are you all right? Or, or, yeah, okay? yeah. Or, I was going to say, are you okay? <laughs> Did you get shot? <laughs> no, no, but listen, listen. Yeah, we we were, all, we're, all, yeah. we're, all, we're all vultures. Yeah. We're crawlers. all vultures. So, so did, was I going to, was I going to be like, how dare you say that to me? You should be asking me if I'm, no, yeah. I was like, wow, awesome. I yeah. can't believe how yeah. well we did. Yeah. And that is kind of a sociopathic mentality, especially with everything that was, that was happening in Ferguson. And there used to be this kind of slogan in news. If it bleeds, it leads. Used to be a slogan. Now, I think the slogan <laughs> is, let's butcher sauce no, uh-uh. style, cut everyone open well, 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 like, in the nastiest, the most disgusting be. way. And then we uh-huh. have ourselves a title. It used yeah. to be if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Now it's if it bleeds orange, it leads. Oh. Orange man. For narrative. now, but that orange sweet elixir is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to an end, there's going to be a big reckoning. Oh, and we're going to see a lot of these media companies eat each other up. It's going to be disgusting. Tan. There's going to be a lot of fired Starbucks drinking, flip-flop wearing yuppies well, in the up. city that won't have a job anymore. And it's there's going to be a huge economic reckoning, especially with, I think, a digital marketing media collapse, which how can you say is not coming? when their evil villain is leaving and they won't have anyone let's, else let's, to fight. Let's talk about the serious ramifications of what the media has become. I'll put it this way. I'd like you to imagine Donald Trump walking down the street with a smile on his face, waving to people, and there's a bunch of rats chasing him, nibbling at his, at his coattails and his shoes, and he's constantly like kicking them away. That's what the media has become. The Wall Street Journal writes, what, for an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal says, what will we do without Trump? a reckoning for resistance media. But they make a very, very important point. They're not just saying, oh, no, without Trump, what do we write about? They're pointing out that Eric Swalwell was caught banging a Chinese spy and the New York Times has not covered it. Good point. You'd think a a, someone who sits on the uh, intelligence oversight committee in Congress who was sleeping with a Chinese spy would be front page news. But it's not. You know why? Because passively in a meeting, one source says Donald Trump entertained the idea of not leaving the White House, though the idea was quickly shot down and Trump agreed it was a bad idea. Boom. Headline. Yeah. Nothing. So today I'm reading the news and it's like Trump refuses to leave the White House. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what the source is for this. And it was a passive little sentence in the bottom of a CNN article. But someone saw it. And they were like, Trump even suggested what, you know, uh, asked his aides, what if he didn't leave the White House? And the idea was quickly shot down and Trump agreed. But someone sees that. They blow it up into this big headline, Trump refusing to leave the White House. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I saw the headline and I didn't even want to read the article because I'm like, oh, it has Trump in it. That means there's most likely some disinformation or bullcrap yeah. on it with someone just making something up just to get their headlines, just to get their clicks. And it's so disingenuous, but it also is so hurtful for the political discourse that is happening in this country that has been bastardized, that has been destroyed, that has been savaged by these Roots who only want clicks, fame, attention, and ad revenue that has essentially destroyed any kind of understanding of media. And we're living in this bizarre world where there's going to be finally, finally a correction, and they're going to realize, holy cow, they're in utter trouble. Look at the article that the Washington Post ran with today. Let me read you the headline from the Washington Post. Pete Buttigieg is right. Airports are romantic. Uh-huh. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's their headline. Who's going to read that? That's right? not news. Who's going to like want to read that? Also, it's That's important like to Christmas note thing. that the Washington Post is known as the kind of CIA deep state newspaper. And, of course, Buttigieg does have ties to intelligence agencies as well. So obviously I was once at an airport, yeah. and I saw an old guy sneeze into his hand. 
then look around, and then wipe his hand on the seat. Romantic. Romantic. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Nothing screams romance like airport oh, security. Like, yeah. Airport security and blue rubber gloves. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Tell about him. there? Get built up, yeah. I, I, yeah, nothing. That, 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 that's romance. You know what? We should, yeah. we should, we should do a, a, a short, you know, uh, a short film about the love story of a TSA agent who has to, you know, you know, Get a good feel on somebody, and then and they and fall then, in love. And he looks up and looks the guy in the eyes, and it's romance. Just boom, like as that. He, as he's patting him right, at, right in yeah. there, right yeah. into yeah. the yeah. little. You know, mm. I yeah. can see that happening. Um, romance in an airport. And then he gets to, I'm, I'm now, more, more, now, more importantly, that headline: Pete Buttigieg is right. Airports are romantic. Yeah. What's what? An yes. It's an what, opinion, what does that right? to, No, yes. I don't care if it's an opinion. What? Yeah. Yes. Who cares? What, what's the news? Yes. Thank you. Did, did, they want did, people to fly. No, They're trying to sell did tickets Pete, for, no, the, did for Christmas. Did Pete Buttigieg write a book about romantic airports or something? Well, he it, was. You got to click to find out the, the, the transport. The transport but secretary. He has no secretary no transportation right? secretary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, for Biden. Doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Oh. So. Yeah. yeah. He was like, and I, I love the NPR wrote an article, and it was like. He loves trains. He's riding the Amtrak. He, yeah. you know, they decided to make him the transport. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. What you know, are they going to do now? I, I look about Pete Buttigieg being the transportation secretary, or whatever. I don't care. What's he? He's going to read some books. He's going to say, "Sure, fine, whatever." I don't. I don't care about that. You know, Ben Carson was made what the head of uh, urban housing and development yeah, that or whatever. Didn't make sense. I don't care. I don't care. You know what I do it's, care it's, about? It's though? appointments. Buttigieg saying he was the first gay guy to something. He didn't something. Say that. Didn't was, everyone else is saying it about yeah. him? But, oh, but an, I thought okay, another sorry thing about to really that. consider here, as the mainstream media numbers are going to go down, which they are, of course, going to go down. We're going to see another concerted effort to destroy people who take away views from them and oh, use yeah. that independent content creators who are not a part of the establishment. Don't worry. Don't worry. Donald Trump is doing everything in his power mm -hmm. to help them. Uh, how, what? Huh? By calling for the repealing of Section 230. Which, right. again... Which would destroy independent media. And Google. Yes. Like, it, it, could, would, it could it, tear Google down. Uh, no, really Google, Google, Google will be fine. Or it could run them out of money. If, I'll tell you what happens. My phone. I wouldn't, I wouldn't I be surprised. the word and my phone lit up. I wouldn't be surprised Creepy. if Donald Trump gets what he wants with repealing Section 230... And then all of a sudden, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook go, due to the repealing of this law, only verified users will be allowed to post, period. Yep. And that's it. Internet becomes cable TV. I mean, already, if, Trump, if you are a verified user, your post goes in the algorithm and is promoted. If you're right. not verified, it's not promoted, and very few people will see that. So again, they're creating this kind of inner circle of... This speech is okay. This speech is not. So I wouldn't be, I I wouldn't be and surprised if, if it happens like you're saying it will happen, where where only in the future you could only have a voice if you're part of the inner blue check verified circle, which uh, which I I think is happening. I think it already Definitely. is happening, and I think yep. it's going to happen on a bigger level. They just got to go about it slowly. If they do it all overnight, yeah. it'll create an out, uh, it'll create uproar and outrage. Yeah. And what? It just, it won't. If they if they ban if so so Pornhub ban, deleted eighty percent of their content. Jeez. Only verified accounts are now allowed to post. Mm -hmm. If YouTube did that right now, there would be a massive revolt. It would destabilize a lot of the website, and users would flee to competitors. And it would make news too. And they're accepting cryptocurrencies, which could mean could Wait, be YouTube why is? no Pornhub. Pornhub is oh, accepting cryptocurrencies yeah, yeah. as payments, which is probably why crypto is doing so well right now. <laughs> because oh, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but 
there's also legislation being proposed right now that would limit people's uh, sovereignty and freedom to be their own bank account as Barack Obama classified Bitcoin. But most importantly, we have to understand this crackdown on independent speech, it's just as much as it is about, quote, fact-checking as it, as it is about destroying people's competition. So independent creators have shown to be a viable threat against the mainstream media. They have shown to outbeat them when it comes to fact-checking, when it comes to telling stories accurately and telling stories from a more honest, legitimate place. And because of that, there has been this entire agenda to squash their voices, squash their the people who follow them. And it already affected me even today as I was fact-checked officially by USA Today that said that my fake picture of President Xi and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as time person of the year was, quote, incorrect. Yeah, your meme. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. my meme. They they're they're, they're meme. fact-checking memes, which were clearly satirical. Fact- Bro, they fact the Babylon Bee. Yeah, yes. But, but let me tell you. Let me tell you what's happening. Let me tell you a story. I did, I did a video segment about the GOP electoral candidates. Okay, I'm, I'm getting it right this time. So what happened was all these tweets emerged saying Republican electors have cast their votes for Donald Trump. Colloquially, semantically, it's a fine thing to say. Okay, so I made a video. I said GOP electors cast dueling, you know, votes for uh, for Trump. I get flagged on Facebook. It says false information. And then it links to an article that doesn't actually in any way refute anything I said. So I was confused. Why was it? That there was an article, what, what it really said was the Republican electors are unofficial and they weren't chosen to go to the electoral college. Therefore, these votes don't matter. And I was like, that's exactly what I said in my video. I went into depth about, you know, human beings' confidence, perhaps, you know, like 1960 in Hawaii, we might see something changed. So why did I get a false rating? Turns out I emailed the dude and I, I emailed the company that gave me the rating and I laid out exactly what I said. I said, first of all, the first thing when you click the video, it says, the contested states have voted for Joe Biden. And I'm like, so why are you giving me a bad rating? And then I said in the video, I said, these are non-official, you know, they're they're unofficial procedural votes for this reason, which is exactly 100% correct. And the guy was like, yeah, upon viewing the video and seeing the context, I agree. You're right. And I'll be removing this, 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 you know, remove this, removing this, uh, uh, this flag. So there's two things here. For one, the person who flagged it, whatever this company didn't even watch the video. Just saw it and went fake news huh. without even without even with, with knowing nothing about it. When in fact, everything in my video was correct and they even agreed. So why, why do I have to email some small garbage company who it's some random guy who doesn't know what he's talking it's about, who has written that this organization? I'm not going to I'm not going to, you know, drag them right now. We'll see how things play out. But they've written fake news before. Yep. They've written overt fake news. But Facebook has given them the ability to smear and defame individuals yeah, with libelous we rely on USA Today fact-checking me today about an altered image on my Instagram. I mean, come on. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's crazy. They don't have the best record themselves. But most importantly, what you just said also kind of happened to me in a very similar way right after the election of U.S. President Donald Trump when there was these rumors of Russian collusion. There was allegedly all these intelligence agencies that uh, Donald Trump colluded with the Russians. I, of course, was asking for the evidence and was calling it out. And I said, there's no evidence showing Russian collusion. Wikipedia literally 
said that I was fake news, never to mention me on their website again. And if even, they had an editorial note in Wikipedia saying, even if he does commit a news story that is uh, something that we need to reference or talk about, like Epstein Island, never mention him, mention another news organization that talks about him. And literally, the Washington Post put me in the database saying that We Are Change was a, quote, Russian asset organization that was literally working for the Kremlin, pushing out disinformation because I I didn't believe the Russian think, collusion line do you think they right went, after Donald Trump was they, elected. They went after you because of your Polish heritage? Uh, I, I don't think my her- my Polish heritage had anything to do with it. it. It had to do with me asking legitimate questions, asking for the data and the evidence of this Russian collusion, which I said was not there, that I haven't seen any direct influence, that I haven't seen any direct evidence. And I made those observations public in my videos. They responded with, you're a Russian asset. Here you are on this big database promoted by the Washington Post. Wikipedia says you're fake news. No one will ever mention you on Wikipedia. And this is one of the reasons why I still don't have a Wikipedia. And there's no Wikipedia entries for me because it's totally banned from even being discussed. So I've been totally just, uh, you know, know, what is it called? Disappeared. Unpersoned. Unpersoned on Wikipedia. Because I didn't believe Russian collusion, which came listen, out to be absolutely true. Listen, listen. Yeah, you know, you when I when that? I when I see no, these stories about establishment policies and Joe Biden, the Electoral College, and they try to assert that these things are legitimate and official, <clears throat> I, I I don't I don't see it anymore. I really don't. Because when I look at what's going on with these policies and when I look at what's going on with the lockdowns, all it's doing is destroying everything. It's not creating, it's not protecting, it's not it's not ensuring the rights of citizens. It's just destroying everything. So I see this electoral college vote. And what do they do in Michigan? They did the, uh, what, what did they do? They, they, they shut the Capitol building down. They wouldn't let the Republicans in and they were singing the black national anthem. All right, fine. If Michigan wants to do whatever they want to do. But, you know, I just find it really interesting that we're seeing dramatic, dr- like the, the cultural differences between where we were five years ago, 10 years ago is it's, it's, it's night and day in different parts of this country. Everything's different. It's like there's no cohesive culture anymore. I look at what Joe Biden has done, what he likely will start doing now. I look at the mainstream media and the insane stories they write, like 80 percent of people believe Joe Biden is the president. It's like, what, what, what is what is this poll? Now they're doing 60 percent of people approve of Joe Biden's job as the president elect. What, what? job? <laughs> is that a what job? That's do? a real yes. article. That's a real that was yeah. a real poll they put out. And now I see this. Check this out. Because we're, we're talking about crypto and all that stuff. You know, what? 35 percent. Of all U.S. dollars that have ever been printed were printed in the last 10 months. Yep. Yep, I shared that when Check it out. Uh, first got, came got, on, on got, the show. The, you got to show the graphic if you can we find do, the graphic. We do, from yeah. St. LouisFed.org. Oh, yep. Look at this. So I saw this post. Some lefties were posting about it on Facebook. And they're, t- and, and, and they're showing this graph from uh, F. It's, it's Fred, and it's uh, Economic Research, Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. And we can see... 35% of all U.S. dollars. Dude, this is a huge yep. warning sign uh, to diversify out of the U.S. dollar right now. So here's what the lefties well, were talking about. Someone posted this on Facebook saying, y'all are talking about universal health care, this, that, and this. Here's what I'm worried about. And someone responded with, we can deficit spend forever. And why would you be worried about that? Because a lot of lefties, like I think AOC even mentioned this, will just deficit spend into massive debt forever. And then someone mentioned that the guy who posted was like, I'm worried about Weimar Germany. And then linked to a photo of people shoveling mm-hmm. German marks into a gutter. 
So I started reading about it. I don't think it's it's the exact same thing, but because there was a, a desperate need to pay back the, the it was reparations from World War One, they just kept printing money to try and keep spending it and paying back, you know, to, to keep the machine going. Essentially, it's not identical. But right now, all this money is being printed because nothing's being produced. Now, that's a serious problem. Yeah, nothing is being produced. So they give people money to buy what's remaining. That means the things I remember earlier in the year when everyone's like, oh, man, you know, what happens now with the, with the lockdowns and everything? And what did I do? I went to the store every so often and I bought a normal supply of groceries. We didn't go crazy. We didn't run to the store and, and buy like 10 shopping carts of beans. We did buy, a, you know, like like 20 cans of beans. And I was like, we'll get some beans. We'll put them in the pantry. Right. And then I ordered these emergency food things. Why? The things you see on the shelf right now were made a while ago. And so when you start seeing no one working, when the restaurants are now shut down in New York, you know what that means? A lot of things are going to happen. For one, we're not insulated. We are, we are to a certain degree on shows like this. People who make digital content are going to lose tons of money when they shut down indoor dining because small businesses and restaurants will stop spending money on ads to get customers. More importantly, when people aren't going to work, they aren't making things. So what's going to happen eventually is you're going to have a you're going to have a ridiculous amount of money from from the U.S. from the U.S. government being printed like crazy and nothing to buy with it. So what happens? You're going to have big old stacks of dollars and you're going to be like, I don't know, can't can't buy anything with it. What do I need it for? And if you wait too long, the prices of stuff is going to skyrocket. It's it already, already is. up twenty well, percent. Check this but out. I'm talking Hold about on. Check skyrocket. This out. I I put in my Amazon shopping cart a Galaxy tablet. I was like, I could need I could use a tablet so you know around the house I could be looking at news and doing stuff. And then I forgot about it. I got an alert when I went to Amazon the other day, and it said price change from five hundred to six fifty. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. For, for the same thing. Most most goods are going up dramatically. That's modest, especially raw goods, especially things that are used to produce other goods. They're becoming very limited in supply, and it's absolutely terrifying the bigger economic ramifications that are coming our way. Not only because of the lockdown, but because of the Federal Reserve. You said. If they start printing money like crazy, they already are. Most of that money, thirty-five yeah. percent. Yeah. Think about how. Yeah. how think, so, so when I was on the show a couple of weeks ago, the first time I told you, uh, tw- uh, what was it? Twenty-five percent. I forgot the wow. exact 23. number. Twenty-three point six. Yeah, twenty-three point six. <laughs> that number has already risen. It's going to continue to rise, and most of that money is literally going towards companies like BlackRock, one of the biggest asset uh, owning companies in the entire world that is literally in the Chinese stock market. So we are literally giving socialism to the super rich right now, and they're transferring that money to the Chinese stock take, market take, of take, all places. Yes. Take a look at this yep. from the street. And this is from October 15th. 23.6% of all U.S. dollars were created in the last year. In the last 23.6. Where are we at now? Well, according to a bunch of posts that are going around, I don't know if that's the, the exact correct number, but they say 35. Let's just assume that's correct. From October Two months later, we went from 23.6 to 35, 12 more points up. They are cranking out dollars. They're spinning that money machine like crazy. Now, some people have said that there's going to be rapid deflation because there's nothing to buy. So, but I honestly, I don't know if that makes a whole Who lot of said sense. said that? There's just been posts on the internet saying, no, no, we're w- facing what's serious. What's the logic? I guess the logic is if there's nothing to use a dollar on, and people aren't working, then they have very few dollars left and they hold them very tightly. 
because all the money's being transferred to the to the Amazons that Walt, you know, Walmart, the BlackRock, et cetera. Regular working class people don't have any money to spend, right? So that means when you say, I've got a gallon of, you know, a gallon of water, would you like to buy it? They go, I only got 10 bucks. Sorry, I'm not spending it. I got to hold on to this. And then they go, okay, then how about for five bucks? No way, dude. Okay, fine. Two bucks. Okay, yeah, fine. that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah. People that's not value money yeah. over human life, unfortunately. That's <laughs> the, the way business works. The United works. States is indebted. We still don't have the official tallies from the Federal Reserve in their printing. But as of right now, $27.2 trillion. That's an insurmountable amount that can't be paid back no matter what you do. You could steal the wealth of all the billionaires and it won't even come close to running the U.S. government for one year. How much? Twenty-seven point four trillion dollars. Oh, it was seven. It was twenty-seven point two yesterday. How much of that is? It was twenty-seven point two yesterday, Tim. Like how much of that is compounded interest? Do you know? Check this out. Like what the Check principle this out. is and how much of it is interest? Check this out. From usdebtclock.org, oh, no. they say the U.S. federal debt to GDP in in nineteen eighty was thirty four percent. In 2000 was 55%, and now it's 128.6%. All right, sounds like inf- inflection <laughs> yeah. has been reached. Yeah. We are producing more debt than goods. That's what exactly. I'm saying. People aren't making things anymore, and they're cranking yeah. out money to pay off debts they can't pay off. Yeah. Weimar Germany, dude. And then all of a sudden, people don't realize this. It was in like the span of one year. The, the German mark went from like 20 marks to the dollar to like, what was it, like 200 billion yep. or two? Yeah, I think 200 billion marks to the dollar. It was just people shoveling money yeah, into dumpsters. That's the way I, compound interest works is it yeah. compounds on itself. And I, it's like a J curve and then it just goes yeah. straight up all of a sudden. And these people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez don't have any basic understanding of any math or logic or any common sense. Because if you look at her kind of larger plan of tax the billionaires, if you would right now confiscate all the wealth of all the billionaires in the United States, you would still not have enough money to run the U.S. government for one year. So people need to realize the amount of debt, the amount of money that this government is spending is absolutely insane. I remember going down to Venezuela. I remember going down to Zimbabwe. If you're lucky, you might be able to still find some of my reports. I remember also going to India when they had a currency reset and seeing the actual pain that the government caused people by, again, just manipulating the financial system. In India, they banned particular rupee notes that uh, they just said didn't um, matter anymore. So so I landed in India, and they literally the next day had a currency reset. The government announced if you have these very prominent bills, they don't matter anymore. And they did it because they wanted more people to pay taxes because they knew a lot of people were keeping their money either in in, shoe boxes underneath their bed. So after getting rid of all of these bills, the Indian people literally just had a few days to turn in all of their money to to the the government, to the banks, that of course would keep a record and tax them accordingly on it. This is why And then those notes became useless afterwards. That's why they love Bitcoin. I don't know if they love Bitcoin, Bitcoin. but the U.S. Treasury Department wants to restrict your access to Bitcoin and you being able to transact in a way that doesn't involve KYC, 
the big right. banks and the they U.S. government. They love it, but they want control of it. And they yeah. love it because it's the, the ledger is public and they can see everything you've bought transferred to every single person yes. forever. Well, can't you can't hyperinflate it. Bitcoin. That's the thing. There's a set amount. That's true. Yeah. And you can't manipulate it. You can't print it out of thin air. And if you look at the dollar, the dollar is as strong as it is, mainly because of the U.S. military industrial complex and its use of force all around the world to make sure that the world trades in the dollar. Now, when the dollar hyperinflates and when the dollar hits the fan, this is not only going to affect the United States. This is going to affect the entire Dude. world. Yep. And that's why I've been looking at countries like Chile, that their currency is not actually backed by the dollar. I've been looking at other kind of alternatives as well. But I think, you know, we, we really need to start paying attention to the alternatives out there because I'm telling you, I mean, it, it's, it's insurmountable. Bro, so I, bought, think, I bought Bitcoin a month ago. I've, I've I've been periodically buying Bitcoin. Yeah, me too. Um, not like crazy or anything like that. Yeah. It's up, uh, what twenty three something thousand dollars. And if you know, I'll, I I'm, I'm I'm talking to you know, like you, you if you guys know Max Kaiser, he's Love the him. Orange Pill podcast. He's the one that told me about Bitcoin when it was still I think a dollar or a yeah. few cents, and I told him to bug off. Dude's a prof. Because <laughs> I had to fight the globalists. <laughs> Talk at about the word group. Is it, is it Max super rich and successful off of like trading and stocks and stuff? He's a he's a financial market guy. He's a and you very told him to screw off. Guy. Yeah. No, when I was hanging oh, out with Max man. and his buddy told me to buy Square stock, I did, and it skyrocketed yeah. up to like two hundred, no, like two thousand. I own so much Bitcoin, and I'm still sad when I see that it's up 27 percent in the last week you know it's really it just, funny it's a sign that the dollar's failing i sold 21 bitcoin in like 2012 and i was excited <sighs> wow. I, was, I, I was and i, I remember like, i was like what are you doing not then but another no, time no no, no, no no not that time another time you, you no, sold that's it not again. true that's not true i you sold remember? i sold once and i think i probably sold it to you hell maybe yeah. i think i sold I it to know. you get rich I, because I, it, I might it, or might not it, have some it skyrocketed up to to 20 bucks and it was this huge. I think you did. You can actually like, donate Bitcoin to Tim on TimCast.net. Yeah, I sold it to you. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't. I gotta. I it was. Gotta, a, it was remember. a couple hundred bucks. I was like, dude, like somebody just gave it to me. I don't care. It's four hundred bucks, man. I could pay my rent. I was like, you want them? And you're like, okay. I'm like, here you go, buddy. Yep. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> now, <laughs> that, that so you yeah. think they're gonna do a reset, Luke? That um, they're gonna be like the reset all the, is already happening. All the, That's another thing people need to realize. The reset is now. It's happening now. Uh, John Kerry, who was a part of the Biden administration, said it's gonna come faster than people realize, and it's definitely going to come under the Biden administration. And we have to remember what's happening right now with the destruction of small and independent businesses, with people being thrown into poverty. There's a new report that says that eight million people have been thrown into poverty since june the reset is here it's happening and it's the largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history so if it looks the like rich have never been richer than they are right now and they're only going to become more powerful but listen than than ever there's there's a a threshold mm. that I, I call it breaking the barrier that you make a certain amount of money in your life you will never be poor again and so it's actually we're not talking we're saying the rich people I'm not talking about just Jeff Bezos, who's worth, what, like $180 billion or whatever. I'm talking about people of a couple mil. That right now, if you've got money to float on for the next couple of years, you're not going to be thrown into poverty. and Unless and you're sitting on pure cash with no assets, then I think you're in trouble. Because I mean, what they're going to do yeah, is they're going to say no, no, U.S. No, promissory notes. making a good point here. No, yeah. look, if dude, if, if you it, somehow— You're talking about assets, if, not money. No, if you somehow came into a windfall of cash randomly, then sure, fine. But any any regular person who's got a couple million dollars certainly has hard assets. You're talking assets. about assets, not, I'm just, talking not about, just dollars. It's different. But, money is a right, vague right, right. term. The reason, that, the reason that's kind of a moot point is 
You, someone didn't just wake up and have two million dollars in cash. That doesn't happen. Well, so a lot of people are storing cash right now. I think what's going to happen. No, they're not. The government. No, no. Regular, the government's going to be like regular US, people's assets are tied up in their homes, as it's always been. Well, their equities in their homes. In with the Great Depression, people that had buried cash in their backyard ended up be, being okay after the depression uh, because they were still had their cash. They couldn't get it out of the banks. But so what's going to so happen now? The point I'm making is listen. the government is going to recall the Federal Reserve promissory notes, and they're going to start issuing new dollars from the I, banks, and all the people are going to have to give their promissory notes back, and they'll have a certain amount of time to do it and then they'll get taxed well, that's on what he it said happened yeah in which country so which what is the reference India. again the currency reset yeah the they currency made reset the point, the, the, point I was trying, the point i was making is that there are people who are not that rich but are rich and they're sitting back right now with their feet up as everything burns down around them because what happens is they go to the restaurants and they say you can't open your restaurant anymore and they say but dude I'm, i've got like a three-month buffer too bad six months goes by and now their business is gone but you've got a ton of people who work for certain jobs that don't feel that either they're insulated, like it's, it's a job that is essential and can never go away, maybe a supermarket or something, or it's a Walmart or something like that. And you have people who work certain jobs, day trading or some kind of financial service, and they can just sit back. And there are certainly people who, let's say they own a, ch- a bunch of chain restaurants. Maybe there's a guy who owns, you know, 50, uh, I don't know, Little Caesars or Wendy's. Well, all of his employees are out of work. All of his managers are out of work and they're all done. They can't pay their rent and they're starving. But this guy's got a net worth of like seven million. So he sits back and says, we shut all the buildings down. We sold them off. I'm rich forever. I got nothing to worry yeah, about. That's what the Native American I mean, chiefs did. I mean, just they got bought at, off. Look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates 10 years ago promised to donate all of his wealth to charity. He had $53 billion then. Today, after he said he was going to donate all of his money, he has $115 billion. You know why he said that, though? When when did he say that? 2010. 2010. Yep. You had all these ultra rich people being like, we're going to we're going to do the right thing and, and, and donate our money. Why? We just had a massive economic collapse and people were starting to yell, rabble, rabble, rabble. And then we got. And then he announces things like this. You know, we saw mm-hmm. uh, after the 2008 financial right, crisis when people were really mad and that sentiment was bubbling up, which ultimately became Occupy Wall Street mm-hmm. when people were like the fat cats are super rich. And so what happens with Warren Buffett? Remember when Warren Buffett was like, we got to give our money yeah. away. It's not because they're like, I know deep down in my heart. Yeah. It's because they're like, if 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 the if it hits the fan, they're coming to my house with pitchforks. So I remember when Mark Zuckerberg announced he was giving his money away. And they reported like Mark Zuckerberg to donate all his money. He was giving it to an LLC to mm-hmm. hold to bypass the death tax or the, yep. or the estate tax. And many people don't realize most charities are utter scams and they're a way for rich people just to launder their money. And that's exactly what happens in many instances. Not all of them, of course. There are some good there, there, legitimate there's some, charities. There's some good ones like yeah. the one that the Bidens ran where all, yeah. all 90, 95% of the money went to salaries. Or the Clinton Global down. Initiative. That was a yes, great charity endeavor yeah. that yeah. Jeffrey Epstein even donated to a large <laughs> sum of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> talking know, about who would have thought? Yeah. But also, you know, yeah. the best investment, according to Bill Saudi Gates, Arabia. the best in- investment, according to Bill Gates, is, of course, vaccines, which he says you get a 20 to one return on. He said that. Bill Gates said that. Yes. Okay, but hold CNBC. on. Hold on. Hold on. He is in a business, I did watch man. this. Yes. And he didn't say the best investment is vaccines because of a 20 to 21. What he said was the best investment has been in vaccine research because I've saved many lives. 
He then later said, I also got a 20 to 1 return on my investment. Yes, that, that, that should be noteworthy. That should just, be questioned um, but just, there. But I appreciate the full context right, because right, right. you need the full context. Well, the, the, the I reason, just shortened it. The reason I tell that context is because the fact checks all say false. Right. And it's like false. Bill Gates did not you say show he got rich off It's vaccines. like a mathematical proof. They and give so, you an F if so you don't show I, the entire proof. When I pull up the, the, uh, the actual fact checks, they're claiming what you said isn't true using a, 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 f- a false framing. So when you know what the actual truth is and say, yes, he said the best investment was helping people and save their lives. And I happen to have made a 21 return. That's the full context. You can't fact check that because that's the fact check truth. Yep. Uh, another thing to really think about with this kind of financial reckoning that's happening right now, a lot of people are talking about the stock market's great. The stock market is strong. All of that is just artificially inflated fake numbers. And just to kind of test it out, I invested $100 into the stock market in September. And I also invested $100 into Bitcoin It's in September. So as far as my uh, like stock market investment, which was just the kind of I general think, exchange, I, we get it. I got $100. I'm left with 100 and around $12, $13. With Bitcoin, I already have $204. Yeah, uh, but, but here's what you got to understand about Bitcoin. Investment. Bitcoin's value, people don't get it. Of course, they don't. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something very, very simple. Right now, when people are dead set on fiat currencies, the value of Bitcoin is just a currency protocol. Meaning if I want to send someone money very quickly, I buy the Bitcoin, send it to Luke. Luke sells the Bitcoin. U.S. dollars to U.S. dollars transacted immediately using Bitcoin as a form of protocol. So I don't care what the value of Bitcoin is. I just care that my the immediate $100 value transfers to somebody who asked for it and transfers out. Luke gets $100 cash. I get $100 cash. And there's a small fee in between. But the people who are trading on it and buying more and more of it are controlling that protocol, which means in the future, as Bitcoin becomes more and more scarce, people who want to use it for its rapid transaction technology are going to have to buy it from people who are holding on to it and saying only for, you know, $10,000 per coin. They're like, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm buying it and then selling it in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. What do I care what you're selling it for? Well, that's why more and more people are seeing it as a store of value. They're kind of seeing it as gold. And there's other cryptocurrencies that they kind of use in order to have these faster kind of transactions. I don't want to name any because I don't want to be accused of I was just thinking money. the same thing, can, man. Can I say the craziest thing anyone's ever said about Bitcoin? Go ahead. Yeah. What is Max Kaiser saying right now about the price of Bitcoin? Do you know? I'm that rich. it's going to go hyperbolic he's even higher 000. from here? 28. Yeah. By when? You, you, uh, th- I think this year. I think he's saying this year. You know, you know what I think? I don't have a timeline prediction, but I would not be surprised to see Bitcoin at a million bucks per coin. I'm yeah. not I'm not kidding. Yeah. And I'm not saying in a year or two or three, well, five, if, if ten. The, I'm just if, saying if the Weimar Germany is any, you know, any historical impact on but, or but, what would you say? Any reference to what's going to, on? Yeah. If, another if thing dollar, we have to understand. I, here, I mean, I mean, buying power right now. It's relative to the I'm dollar. Saying, I'm know? saying buying power. I mean, maybe, maybe so if we, the dollar have, goes dollar goes down 10,000 percent. Bitcoin goes up 10,000 percent, just like in the blink of an eye, because we're relating is, it to the, the value. I'm, of the I'm dollar. saying consider the buying power of the dollar right now. And I would think a Bitcoin at some point would be comparable to a million bucks and the reason is because bitcoin can only it's it's it's, it's entropy it's bitcoin, a scarce entity no, it's, not, yeah. it's not just that it can only be destroyed so if people need to use bitcoin for transactions and it's the it's, it has the most confidence many look these other coins they come in they go then over the next several years we're going to see a decreasing amount of bitcoins but an increase in the utility and the and the need for it more and more people will adopt it and more and more people uh, uh, and, and, and less and less coins will exist. That means the only thing Bitcoin can do is go up. But people don't realize it. You hear these financial people saying things like, 
it makes no sense that the price of Bitcoin is so high. It, it doesn't, you know, I don't understand because they don't get it. Most people, I shouldn't say most people, but a lot of people who are transacting Bitcoins, it's like I mentioned, how can I get a quick, some quick cash to Luke? I buy, I go to a website, I buy Bitcoin. It takes, yeah. to Luke, it Luke takes a it few days for you to get it, though. Like if you go to Coinbase and buy it, it takes. If like you three go days. through the KYC official establishment yeah. kind of, which is way, know your yes, customer. But, but this KYC. is the crazy thing about Bitcoin. I could have a million dollars, two million dollars, ten million dollars, all in a passcode in my head, and I could go anywhere and open that wallet anytime that's without so anyone awesome. stopping me or taking it away from me. And that's, and that's a huge. That's the way it should be because the government our... can't regulate it; it can't tax it. Of course, with Bitcoin, they, they could they, see they, all the transactions. They can see where Imagine it goes. if you could. They're, they're, they are taxing, but it. Monero are very, they can't. There are very vague and weird rules about it that still have. It's just it's just a, an utter mess with how the government's treating this. But more importantly, Bitcoin is the first of its kind. But there's other coins out there, privacy coins, yeah. whether Monero or Monero Zcash, that allow people to have Zcash. their coins uh, privately with them and privately transact with them without a middle person being able to see every little transaction like you can with Bitcoin. And another important aspect to really understand here is that Bitcoin is the first of its kind. It's not perfect, right. but it shows you that there's a new technological revolution like the printing press that is here, that is right now, that's going to revolutionize how we transact with each other. And there's a huge element of it trying to make it a statist, corporatist, government nightmare that's going to track, trace, and database you. We have to understand there's a big element of that, especially with Venezuela, Russia, and other countries. Even the Federal Reserve and these big banks talking about creating their own coins when they know every little thing about you. And then there's another big battle happening right now with individuals with, I think it's Dash, Monero, Zcash, and other institutions that are trying to make it more of a privacy, freedom, liberty-oriented technology that will liberate and free people. But it could go either way. And it could be a tool that could enslave us or it could be a tool that could free us. But right now that battle is raging. I know I know a lot of people who are just douche flutes that want to drive Lamborghinis and have little e-girls surrounding them because they made a bunch of money on the but but and, and the market has been filled with a lot of those douche flutes. But there's also another element that that is very important that came from the this kind of Ron Paul liberty and the fed movement that is still there that is still integral that is still fighting for this basic human right of privacy that i think is extremely important and stop looking at the numbers stop looking at the gains stop trying to get rich look at the possibility here of actually having a technology that could be incredible for humanity sure 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 yes but look at what's happening around us when we look at the printing of 35% of all U.S. dollars in, in 10 months. And you and, and people are posting. Listen, listen I brought this up because I saw leftists, Bernie Sanders, progressive socialist types mocking capitalism. And they were like, look at this. It's going to be like Weimar Germany. You know what else was like Weimar Germany? Antifa in the streets fighting with people yep. on the right. We see the, the Proud Boys going out, burning things, fighting people. Antifa, four Proud Boys apparently get stabbed, put in critical condition, have to go to the hospital. Proud boy in, uh, or I'm sorry, not a proud boy, Patriot Prayer in Portland gets two bolts to the chest. I think you're right is, on that. Listen, it's, it's, it's extremely destabilizing, printing this money like crazy, telling people they can't work. And what are we seeing right now? In New York, they're saying we're going into full lockdown. New York said full lockdown, indoor dining gone. And how are they doing during the winter storm? There were some photos that came out that showed Insane. people literally 
uh, with a mask on, full winter gear on, just trying tr- trying to eat in this yes. huge snow flurry. Could you imagine because like of these insane government protocols? Could you imagine like ordering spaghetti and then, like it, <laughs> it comes out and it's a blizzard, and then you're sitting there eating, and then after like five minutes, it's just an, an ice block, and you're like frozen yeah. <laughs> again. As undercover New York City police officers are walking around trying to catch you to destroy you and put you in jail for having now, a I want to I want to tell you. I wanna, I want to tell you, secret yep. police. Now, I, now we've said some crazy things. This this printing of money is nuts. The federal debt to GDP is one hundred and twenty eight point six percent. How insane is that? But there's one thing that's going to break the camel's back. George Clooney calls for movie theaters <laughs> to receive federal bailout amid pandemic. Yeah, uh, George no. Clooney calls for movie theaters to receive federal bailout money. Well, he's now, an actor, so no, no. But these are movie theaters, dude. Okay, it's, it's a, a difference it's, between it's a, it's a dead art form. Movie theaters? Yeah. Who, who, no, no, no. Movie Hell th- wants to pay a bunch of money to go sit in a building to watch something you could you could spin up on Netflix now. I do. A I love giant monitor in your house. I love movie theaters. What is it like fun. a it's 50, experience. 60 foot screen? I feel like it's nostalgia, but popcorn. they're it's a, it's a fun so thing to do. so expensive to run. Like, yeah. And, they're, and, and, and in, in New Jersey, they're being all shut down. So I uh, this segue, the point is, I think it's interesting to see what, what I think is really happening with George Clooney calling for federal bailout money. You know, you know where that money goes from movie theaters? It gets paid to the movie industry. Yeah. He's talking about giving himself uh-huh. a paycheck he knows that. without saying, give me a paycheck. These, these hoity-toity, say-whatever celebrities love espousing all of the Democrat messages. And now the people they support have destroyed the economy. And in New Jersey, where AMC is like suing, I guess, and completely destroyed... He's like, oh, you got you got to bail out the movie theaters and give them some money, yeah, 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 and then and then you know when the movies can come back. Let's talk about Nazism for a minute wait, because wait, that's what? national socialism, and he's trying to use socialism to fund these businesses. It sounds like it's, Weimar, it's, it sounds it's like pre World War II Germany. All I these mean, people talking about using more not, government been, money. It's been fund. overused. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 well, let's talk about national socialism. Wait, what do you okay, want to so, use so, American money for again, guys? Hollywood, come on, that's socialism. Hollywood actors are the people who have pushed us. Into this mess, not not entirely on their own, but they've been supporting lunatics like Newsom and and these and these these people like Cuomo, defending them, doing PSAs as and the same time as they tell you to protest Black Lives Matter in cringy little videos where they self righteously right. tell you <laughs> about how we need to apologize. So let's 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 play let's play it two ways. Let's say they have all these massive protests for Black Lives Matter, and then we get a COVID pandemic. Okay, that's your fault. You're the one telling the people to go outside. Then the people they've supported politically destroy all these businesses, and then he goes, just print us some money, why don't you? Just just print us some money, huh? How about that? Yeah, you know what, man? These people are something else. I huh? guess yeah. the, the Nazis didn't have crypto. The, I mean— like we we need to look at this like pre World War II Germany because we're in a situation where if a strong man came in, Trump, if he had gone psycho, probably could have done a Hitler thing, but he didn't. Well, we're talking about Hollywood, Luke. Yes. So, what do you think of, about George Clooney? Uh, very kind Tell of. Us. I mean, I, I I pulled up the article here, and it's absolutely just flabbergasted to see so many low information idiots out there always thinking that we could just print more money, and then everything is solved. Everything just it's magically about, comes back. It's together. about doing it for themselves. Well, exactly. It's about them. What, what being, else? What else is their entire career about? What else is their they, entire virtual signaling about? What else is their entire kind of life about? Other than give me enough money, and I'll read the scripts, and I'll do it, and I'll perform it in a better way than anyone else in the face of the world that's exactly what acting these, is but these people are advertisements yeah that's what they've always been 
And so when it comes to the Democrats, they've always gone to these personalities and these celebrities to use them to to to, you know, essentially gain power to manipulate. It's marketing. I want to make it seem like it's all that nefarious. They find people that are popular. They pay them to say the message. These people get elected. And now that these people are saying, oh, no, our industry has gone belly up. Well, that's what you supported. Exactly. And if so, there's so enough if want- money, they'll do anything for that money and it's kind of sad when you look at hollywood it's it's truly an industry that is extremely seedy extremely disgusting that you see so many horror stories come out of and when you look at a lot of these celebrities i mean we even saw you know dr fauci i think he's kind of considered a celebrity he came out today and he said you know people shouldn't really spend christmas with their family members together uh gretchen whitmore the governor of michigan released an in a horrible video with <laughs> her with Santa. and Santa oh and gosh. children with Santa telling the little kids, remember, listen to the governor and Whitmore saying, you know, it's best if you don't spend Christmas with your family members. That, but, but but hold on, let me just make a little point here, because I think it's important to understand here that these same individuals are abusing this entire situation for their own personal gain. And if and if let's say there was an actual real threat, say there actually was a big, huge, serious illness, sickness going around, if they were taking it seriously and and they were saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't protest. Hey, maybe we shouldn't uh, have you know Best Buy open for Black Friday. Everyone lined up in, uh, outside. Maybe we, we shouldn't be celebrating a presidential victory and drinking booze and sharing it with everyone. Maybe if they were taking it seriously themselves, maybe I would. But I will never be lectured by these fat cat plutocrats who don't listen to their own orders telling me what to do. I'm sorry. They don't take it seriously. I'm not going to take it seriously either. And it's disgusting to see them and this larger establishment always push out these dumb ideas that bring down our national IQ to this insane level where right now we literally have Santa Claus being used and abused to make sure that little children uh, love and worship a governor. It's an extraction. It's an extraction. These people don't think about the better future for everybody. These people aren't the ones saying a rising tide raises all raises all ships. What they're saying is there's only so much water in this bay. I better take it for myself, not realizing what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So when we see people like Clooney in Hollywood, he's like, well, one of the what he's basically saying is we're one of the biggest exporters, so we must be subsidized. Bro, printing money and giving it to you won't produce product to send over the world. That's a BS excuse. You're an ultra wealthy individual mad your industry is in trouble, just like everybody else's. But you think they should bail you out. Well, maybe you shouldn't support the people who shut down your industry. And that's what you did. And at the same time, these Democrat governors who got the support from these celebrities are the ones who are basically saying, how much can I extract from the working class before the system goes belly up? That's what we see with Gretchen Whitmer. She's burning it all down, and as it all crumbles, she's looting the she's looting the burning homes of the of the townspeople. And then George Clooney and all these other celebritards are seeing this as a massive opportunity, saying, "Give me some, give me some of the the, the money before I'll say whatever of course, you want me to say." Bust. Exactly. And yeah, that's but exactly come on, remember the Panama Papers? How many yep. of these celebrities popped up in this having money overseas? Yeah, a, a whole lot. Of I them. can't remember. I can't remember who it was, but there was some woman. And I, I can't remember exactly. It was some female celebrity. And she was like, I, I had no idea. Oh, uh-huh. it's just my advisors were I putting my that. money in Panama. And then wasn't it the person who leaked like the, like one of the journalists covering the Panama Papers turned up dead? Yes, there was. Yeah, uh, how about that? Um, 
yeah, that that did happen. I don't know the exact uh, parameters behind that, but the um, story hasn't been covered as widely as it should. Uh, but just I, I disappeared think, one day. Yeah. Well, I think it was more of a blatant kind of attack and assassination. Uh, I, I would have to look into it more to give you more exact details. But I remember hearing a lot about that. But I think the Mexican president pretty much accurately depicts what's going on. He recently came out and he said the lockdowns are just the form of dictatorship. Yeah. So he's not locking down Mexico. Life in Mexico is a lot different than it is in the United States. And who would have ever thought that, you know, Mexico is, is doing a lot better than the United how much, States. How much you want to bet the peso is going to start going up? Well, it depends. R- the peso the is also very, very closely tied into the U.S. dollar. A lot of foreign currencies are tied right. into the U.S. dollar. So if we see the dollar go, we're going to see the whole world currency uh, well, be affected by it very severely that, as the U.S. dollar is the world reserve see, currency. See, listen, listen. This is the benefit of the military industrial complex and the petrodollar. This is the benefit of the U.S. saying, we'll blow you up if you don't agree to our dollar. Like, yep. you know, Gaddafi or Saddam Hussein, right? Exactly. And, and, and again, we have to understand here with these extreme times, governments are just using this as an opportunity. The ship is sinking. They're trying to take as much as they can as it goes down. And I think that's really exemplified. There was a recent report that studied the lockdowns and the COVID responses from governments and they ruled that freedom is the biggest casualty of COVID-19, not just they, they in the United- ruled or they found. Well, I think it also ruled, determined, determined, <laughs> ruled, <laughs> found concluded. out, concluded, whatever word you want to use here. But this was a pretty stunning report by an international group that looked into all the government's responses from Africa to Asia. And they outlined how, you know, in Nigeria, there was massive crackdowns on protest. Uh, and, you know, the restrictions were set in place to make sure that there wasn't anyone challenging the political status quo there. In Bolivia, they postponed the general elections. In Sri Lanka, Lanka, the government accelerated its authoritarian agenda, stepping up efforts to control independent reporting and, quote, unfavorable speech by ordering the arrest of anyone who criticized the government. And we're seeing this not just done in democratically heavy states and cities in the United States, but we're seeing this done all over the world using this pandemic, using COVID-19 as an excuse to ravage our civil liberties, to ravage our freedoms, and to take whatever they want for themselves. And it's working. And they're getting away it with it. It is working for the now. The mail-in voting thing was another example of that. Changing the 20... What is it? Rand Paul said two dozen states changed their election rules without approval from their state legislatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two dozen. It, it, Cuomo is banning symbols he doesn't like. I'm concerned that this will be used as a premise to war. I told my friend that we were talking about uh, Trump's drone strikes. And I was like, well, what if uh, my fear is that the drones get hacked and then they're flown back over or well, that Iran did that. Yeah. Or that there's like an unknown assailant from orbit that torches a bunch of U.S. cities and we don't know who did it. And he was like, it's China. If something happens, it's China. And I realized that that brainwashing hatred towards China could be used as a false it's, flag. It's more likely it's Russia. Uh, yeah, or something like that. That's what and just this, this assumption that yeah. it's another country. It could be yeah. a, a privateer, you know, a corporation. I mean, me and Tim were talking about this before the show, and Tim brought up an important fact that when Trump, when well, Trump let, came let, in, hold on, let's let's yeah. let's start with the breaking news yeah. first. So this is what's being reported now. Multiple uh, outlets have carried the story. Russian hackers breached Microsoft as part of their campaign that infiltrated the U.S. nuclear weapon stockpile what? network. The Los Alamos lab and the energy department officials reveal. So this is the latest update on what they're saying is the biggest cyber attack in history. I know that's not a lot to say because cyber infrastructure is new relatively only the past couple of decades. But 
This is an act of war. I mean, that's, that's basically what they're getting at. They broke into our nuclear weapons stockpile. Now, here's the, here's the important fact in all of this. How do we know it was Russia? Exactly. How do we know we even got hacked? Exactly. See, remember when they said the Gulf of Tonkin incident was, was legitimate? Mm-hmm. Then when people questioned it, they said, you're a conspiracy theorist. And then they finally came out and they're like, we actually faked that whole thing to enter the Vietnam War. Do, do you know what it was exactly? They blew up uh, a ship of theirs, the United States. Oh, they Trump. didn't blow it up at all. What happened exactly? My understanding is that the initial report was, I think the Viet Cong fired on the, uh, uh, a U.S. Uh, destroyer, I believe. I can pull it up. But the general idea was that one of our vessels was attacked in the Gulf of Tonkin. And this was used a rallying cry, like, oh, they, they, they've attacked us. We must enter the war. Everybody who said it never happened was called a conspiracy theorist. And it was absurd to believe the media was lying about it. And then I think it was like, what, 10 years ago or whatever. They were like, oh, that whole thing? Yeah, we faked it. We wanted to go to war. So we just made it up. Yeah, but the, the documents were, re- were released and people found out that the government absolutely lied to start a pointless war that wasn't about anything that they were telling the people it was actually about. And because of that, tens of thousands of Americans died and then hundreds of thousands of Vietnamese people died that led to tremendous human suffering and just the United States, again, losing a war that it was in for, for what reason? Check, check this out. Check this out. This is what the Wikipedia... So Wikipedia yeah. is pretty, you know, like... Pretty they biased, hate right? me. Yeah. yeah, check this out. Here's what they wrote. On Sunday, August 2nd, 1964, the destroyer USS Maddox, while performing signals intelligence patrol as part of the DeSoto operations, was falsely claimed to have been approached by three North Vietnamese Navy torpedo boats of the 135th Torpedo Squadron. Maddox fired three warning shots, and it was claimed the North Vietnamese, sh- uh, the North Vietnamese boats attacked with torpedoes and machine gun fire. Mattis expended over 283-inch, 76-millimeter, and 5-inch, 130-millimeter shells. Wow! In a sea battle, according to the false report, one U.S. aircraft was damaged, three North Vietnamese torpedo boats were damaged, and four North Vietnamese sailors were killed, with six more wounded. There were no U.S. casualties. Maddox was, quote, unscathed except for a single bullet hole from a Vietnamese machine gun round. It was originally claimed by the NSA that a second Gulf of Tonkin incident occurred, et cetera, et cetera. So initially the reports were all that, you know, we got attacked. Oh, isn't this hilarious? Wait, the original American report blamed North Vietnam for both incidents. But the Pentagon Papers, the memoirs of Robert McNamara and NSA publications from 05 proved the U.S. government lied to justify a war yep. against Vietnam. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah. Robert McNamara. And we have to understand this history of starting false flags in order to get a country into war is something that's common and it happens a lot whether it's the Reichstag fire whether it's even the conversation with the US Joint Chiefs of Staffs in the 60s talking about Operation Northwoods faking well, JFK, of course JFK said get out of here with that stuff well yeah but Operation Northwoods literally talked about having fake hijackings there's there was of course the baby in incubators in Iraq <coughs> 9/11 and there was many other get instances that. that that happened all throughout world history that showed how very powerful people conspired in well, order just, to lie but, to their people to think that they were under attack. But, but we, so that's we, why we, we have to we understand. Cite, we cite, we, uh, we cite yeah, things yeah. on this show. Go, so go. instead of just moving on, we stop I make and a we big pull it here. up. We pull up Operation Northwoods okay. was a proposed false flag operation against the Cuban government that originated with the U.S. Department of Defense and the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the U.S. in 1962. 
The proposals called for the CIA and uh, or other U.S. government operations to stage or actually commit acts of terror against American military and civilian targets and blaming them on the Cuban government. This is on Wikipedia. Yes. And you don't got to trust whatever. It's there. It exists. Yeah. So, again, I, what, what I was trying to say here, there's a lot of instances of this happening. So to think that there wouldn't be a digital false flag is something that is very naive, yeah. especially when we look at the revelations from Edward Snowden that revealed how intelligence agencies in the United States have the capability to launch false flag internet hacking attacks to make it look like another country is attacking us. So the United States intelligence agencies have that capability. Are they using it? Who actually hacked us? What actually happened here? Good luck trying to find any evidence. Well, so Good here's luck trying to find any information regarding to exactly what happened with this latest hack. Here's the important thing I'll add. I'll say to this. Did Russia hack the U.S. in one of the most sophisticated and consequential cyber attacks in, in history? Unknown. Unknown. Yeah. We don't. Possibly. That's what they're reporting. That's what they're saying. It's going to be really, really hard to prove that. When it comes to something like the Gulf of Tonkin, you can show a ship with smoke coming out of you it. You should look up the burning when of it, the Reichstag. Right. When it comes right. to digital hacks... We only have official reports and statements. You know, the problem I have with it is I seem to remember a guy named, I think it was Clapper, when he lied and claimed mm -hmm. there was no oh, James Clapper, yeah. No, no he mass He lied surveillance. to Congress yeah. under yeah. oath. Yeah. U.S. Then, General Hayden, and that said there was no spying program at all when I confronted him about the, you know, uh, family-friendly show, the, the guys in the NSA who were caught... Uh, having fun masturbating having I love that word by do, the way having you know, fun with doing well, inappropriate things toys? with their hands <laughs> spying on people's private playing phone video pictures games. yes no not playing video games <laughs> sorry Ian uh, well, I don't know the again, story General what happened Biden lied to me and told me no there's no spying program doesn't exist of course they're yep. lying they're lying yep. all the time yep and Edward Snowden and Julian Assange exposed a lot of that line mm -hmm. Trump should pardon Julian Assange just like, they, just like Ellsberg he exposed should. the Gulf of Tonkin in the Pentagon Papers, uh, you know, these guys like Snowden and Assange exposed this stuff with uh, what? what? What got exposed by? Any false flags get exposed by these guys? By what, Snowden? Yeah, Snowden No, and Snowden Assange. exposed that they were lying to the American people about warrantless and mass surveillance. Yeah, we lie. didn't get stealing your information and uh, and they lie. And they, and, and that's, and that's what they, they do. Have. That's what they've done. And it's because they're not beholden to anybody. They're, they're, they're an entity unto themselves. The term false flag is so basic. Back in the day, thousands of years ago, a king would go or, and take a, a flag of his enemy and put it on a bunch of troops and then go burn down one of his own cities and be right. like, they did it. Let's go to war. And everyone would be like, okay. Yep. To yeah, get, to get the people. History. But, but morale is, is so when, when it comes to going way back in history, you see the, the point of the false flag was you could make people go to war. But if there's no morale and there's no energy and, and, and zeal in that war, people don't fight very well. But if you show them, look, look, they're flying the flag of Gilder. They kidnapped Princess Buttercup. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Then people yeah. will be like, how dare you? They'll be really angry and they'll feel it and they'll want to fight, they fight have, hard. They have yellow cake and they have weapons of mass destructions. Sure and, you know, the first Gulf War was really something extremely eye-opening since they literally hired a PR firm to talk about how babies in incubators were ripped out by the Iraqi military and thrown to the ground and brutally assassinated by the Iraqis. And of course, all of that came out to be an absolute lie. Yeah. And the media really didn't go hard that that was a lie. Yes. And then people need to understand that was the first justification to get into the first Gulf War, which was, again, absolutely 
you, pointless. You brought up the, the burning of the Reichstag earlier, yeah. and this is when Hitler. Well, this is what Hitler used as an impetus to create the Appeasement Act, and he said that when the Reichstag, the capital, or wasn't of, it the Enabling Act? The Enabling, enabling Act, Act. Thank you. It's yeah. called the Enabling Act. Um, that when the Reichstag was burned down, he blamed the communists and said the communists burned down our, our parliamentary capital. We need to take away everyone's civil liberties and establish martial law. And that was 1933. That was the beginning of Hitler's reign of terror, more yeah. or less. He also launched a false flag attack on the Polish border at a radio station saying that the Poles were attacking. He dressed didn't, up didn't some he, prisoners. He, he blamed and, the Polish guy for burning the Reichstag. Uh, I don't know if the guy who burned the Reichstag was Polish, but there was a separate false flag incident on the Polish-German border saying the Polish invaded and they are attacking our radio stations. And it was literally just a bunch of uh, you know criminals that they got put in Polish uniforms and then shot Dutch, up and murdered. I was wrong. Yeah. So they, they did some tests on the Reichstag and were like, could could what have Hitler said happened happened? Could one guy have burned down this entire building wow. as quickly as it did? They, they blamed don't... a communist for burning it down. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. how of they course. did it. Crazy. Yeah. So we have to be more attentive than ever with the possibility of a false flag happening right now. And if it does, we have to understand the people who question it or ask for evidence or any kind of information regarding it will be automatically wiped off from the Internet. So I think this is a major concern of mine uh, because this ability to be able to communicate rightful information, I mean, especially during 9-11, a lot of people had very serious questions about what happened then. A lot of family members, a lot of rescue workers, a lot of survivors that I personally met and knew that were there had very serious questions. And a lot of of their voices, a lot of their concerns was able to go out there to the general public because of the internet. Now we're living in such a tightly controlled space where I, I really doubt that they would even have a voice in today's modern day and age I, if 9-11 happened again. I worked at 9-11. I worked at the Trade Center. I worked at the American yeah. Express building across the street and I would work with the firemen and they would come in and I would ask like, well, what? The, where are the bodies? And they say, well, when we find a fireman, we know because we don't find bodies, but we find uh, the, the jacket, which is heat resistant. We find this white twizzlery substance inside of it, which is the bone. Everything else is melted yep. away and they would fold it up and they would take it. And he said, we don't find bodies. The bodies are in under our in the liquid under our feet running down into the East River. Well, They're all so, melted. So, and I didn't know lava. why. They were, I didn't know so at the I, time. I, I just thought, OK, underneath the glass building is hot. The Reichstag fire is not officially a false flag. Really? They don't know. Officially. Yeah. yeah, they've they, done they, tests. They think. They think that Hitler was using it as pretext, but the official history is that they had a trial and they blamed this guy and that was it. Mm -hmm. But they've done tests to see if the guy could have burned down the entire building as quickly as it happened. And they think it's impossible that it would have taken multiple people in multiple areas of the building to set the fires and to have it all go up like it did. Yeah. Interesting. So what happens if, uh, you know, Antifa does something in Washington, D.C., and then Trump is like, oh, and then he calls them the Insurrection Act like Trump supporters want. It could go either way. It could be Antifa. It could be Proud Boys. Whatever the excuse is, we have to understand that the political establishment doesn't care who it's they gonna be throw under the bus. So, so it, it most likely could be Proud Boys, but it also could be Antifa because I could see a lot of Antifa. Right now, they're not doing anything. They're kind of dormant, especially with the lockdowns, especially with the quasi-martial laws that are happening, which is ex especially perplexing. Uh, it should be perplexing for a lot of people You'd unless you're paying attention. Would be coming exactly, out the they're not. But I think there's going to be a resurgence protest, and I think Donald Trump's words of saying that Antifa is going to have Biden for breakfast, I think he said something similar to that. Uh, oh, they're excited. Uh, I, I think they're 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 going to have a heyday all, under his all, administration. Already, there is Newsweek publishing one of the craziest fake news stories I've ever seen, where they claimed the Proud Boys were wearing a shirt 
that basically glorified the Holocaust. And uh, that's just that's just the lightest way I can put it, because I can't tell you what they're claiming the Proud Boys were right, but this is just absolutely insane. That's There's no way that's true. We, and there was this image they posted of a shirt of an eagle holding the fascists, the, the, the symbol of fascism. And I'm like, that's, that's insane. Isn't that yes. on the back of the U.S. dollar? No. That eagle with its talons holding the arrows in one foot and the, like... They're not holding the fascists. The, or the it's kind of like a bundle of yeah. sticks. It's a bunch of arrows... Well, we have to understand, covering many protests and demonstrations, you know this too, there's always some crazy, insane person. And if you want to cover a protest, if you want to make someone look bad, you always cover the crazy, insane person there. And you selectively choose. But they didn't have any photos of this guy. There's no photos, there's no videos. And again, it's very hard to believe anything they say right now, since they're literally making stuff up out of thin air just to generate headlines, just to generate clicks, just to generate revenue for themselves, as they're a part of a dying, fleeting industry that's become obsolete. We got to be careful about blaming any political party for any of this violence, because well, that's what Hitler well, did. He blamed the Congress. Well, that's why I'm saying... Well, that's not a political party. I know, but Antifa yeah. or, or uh, Proud Boys, well, we got to be careful saying, about pulling these I'm guys I'm saying with it. the history of, of false flags, it could go either way. It could be blamed on Antifa. It could be blamed on Proud Boys. It could be blamed on a totally new group of people that are meant to take the blame. ISIS so was there, one. There's, there's a lot of possibilities here that we have to understand are possible here because the realm of, of possibility is very wide. And we have to understand at the end of the day, it's always their objective that matters the most that we have to be careful. Dude, so let, me, let, me, let me tell you, it's only a matter of time before we get nuked, before this channel is gone, this channel is deranked. Jeez, I thought you yeah. meant a real nuke. That was terrifying. No, I, I was about to bring up that. the aliens. It's only a matter of time before uh, we're suspended because, well, I mean, think about the things we're talking about right now. This is good we're, stuff. We're, these, are, these are dangerous conversations the establishment does not want yeah, people to Google's know Yeah, but Google's not the establishment. That's what's cool. It, I, it's the hey, most powerful corporation on the I know, planet. But the yeah. establishment is competing with them. Bro, did you see the video of the Google employees crying when they announced Trump won and the CEO and the president, all the people being like, we know, we know we're going to resist and make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. They're the establishment. They call me and they tell me I can't talk about certain things. They, 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 they tell me this like we're letting you know because we like you and we want you to play ball. And I have my limits because I think getting the message out to the best of my abilities is better than just giving up. But there's a line. And we're getting dangerously close to it, dude. We got, we got, we got, we got big news right here. That we, we got, we got to talk about. Okay. From Fox News, Twitter to expand COVID nineteen vaccines policy to combat harmful, misleading tweets. Twitter will begin enforcing their updated policy on misleading tweets surrounding COVID nineteen vaccines on December twenty first. So now, as we've we're getting stories about, say, anaphylaxis out of Alaska. And I've got Democrats accusing me of being uh, an anti-vaxxer for pointing out a health warning issued by the government. So even talking about what's true is considered a threat to these tribalists. We know that Twitter is basically ideologically tribalist left as well. So how long until I see a story that says Bell's palsy, you know, uh, people got Bell's palsy after getting the vaccine. They don't think it's significant because the same amount of people who get it, get it normally or whatever. And whatever the point is, what happens if I'm like, wow, that's something people should know. And then someone at Twitter says, mm, that's anti-vax. Delete. 
well, will use the fervor well, to start a new network. Well, we have to understand, if they really were to enforce this rule, they would have to take down the British government's ability to publish information. Come, they well, would have be, to, be real. I, I know. On. I'm being... I'm being I'm, I'm, they I'm, won't. They'll allow the British... Of course they won't. They'll of course they won't. you when you bring it up. I, I'm saying on the merits of, of what actually should happen, there's a big difference between what actually does happen, because again, we have to understand what the bigger point that I'm trying to make here, that this is a bigger disguise in order to limit more speech, in order to control people, in order to have just an excuse to destroy the competition of the mainstream media, and to destroy the voice of anyone questioning the establishment narrative, which they are desperately trying to hold on to, because the only thing these people have is their propaganda, and it only works if it goes unchallenged. And challenging it, questioning it, is becoming more and more outlawed, more and more dangerous to even speak about. And that's why earlier, you saw the way I started the show. There's a reason the I, baby hands, there's a reason honest. I gave you a hand. I'm going uh, to let y'all in on an open secret. Yeah. The only reason this show exists is because YouTube allows it to. Yeah. It, it, and it's not, it's not just about... because you do it. It's not just about us getting banned. It's about the fact that 80% of views for all of my channels come from YouTube's recommendations. That's it. My views would probably be in the tens of thousands based off of people who actually want to seek out and watch my content. But most people, between it's, it's between 16, depending on what the content is, are not subscribed. And when they see it, they'll go to YouTube.com and YouTube will say, watch this video. If YouTube at any point decided this conversation is over, it is. Because regular people are only getting it because they're seeing it in their recommendations. Yeah. And, and this is absolutely wild because if you look at our conversations, we are trying to be careful. We're trying to tell you both sides of the story. We're trying to be as fair and as honest as we can. And I think, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't think we could even compare ourselves to the mainstream media, which is bloodthirsty for power. Yeah. Here, this is mainstream now. Well, dude, yeah. we, we this this channel gets like 20 million views per month and CNN Incredible. gets 210 million. They're both mainstream. A, we're, a lot of those are airport views, of, though. No, no, no. CNN's yeah, but YouTube this is like a, a six-man operation. This is insane. It's awesome. But also, sure, we have sure. to understand uh, the tables are tilted towards YouTube's uh, playing favoritism it's towards true. YouTube because everything you search always comes so up. So let me CNN, let me just Fox say, News. everybody listening right now, if you really do think we're doing a good job and what we talk about is important, please consider sharing the link whenever you can. Because, you know, I bring up the recommendation thing, and I, I see it. There have been periods where YouTube had these glitches, glitches, I'll do air quotes, yeah. where people were like, Tim, your video isn't appearing on your channel. People just couldn't watch it at all. Yep. So I, I it, and it happens. And it was funny because I can't remember what the video was, but it was very much like, I think it had to do with the CIA and Trump or something. Yep. And it just didn't appear. Yep. Just how strange was that? And I had no idea why. Yep. And so I had to, uh, I, I deleted it and re-uploaded it. And then it was there an hour later. Hmm. Very, very strange. Could be there a bug, but could there's be, a lot could of be, strange things could be a bug, going on. You know, could be a bug. But I think it's like, listen, if if I put up content and randomly one day something weird happens, eh, you know, maybe it's a bug. When it's the one video talking about some serious political Still CIA, might be a bug. I know from I know. personal. Yeah, it still might be a bug. Yeah. But it's 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 a question of, you know, not to be too conspiratorial. We know for a fact YouTube throttles. They tell us they do. They have deranking mechanisms. It was Nerd City, I believe. He's a YouTuber. You guys check him out. He's really great. He 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 found, I guess, these codes embedded in YouTube's. If if you didn't, if you search the source, like the inspect source on the page, you would find these codes that would pop up. 
And they were able to find out that they were like derank mechanisms. Oh. So we know it exists. We do. If YouTube wants, they can make it so that people don't get notifications. And, they, and, and oftentimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And then when people don't get notifications, they eventually start to forget. They stop watching the Dude, content. When we start doing our own network that's like shortwave radio slash mesh network bypassing. It's going to be so awesome. We've got the proprietary website coming soon. Very, very soon. It's being built right now. And that's going to be where we do our best to make sure, like, if you really are a big fan of the show, you come in and you can watch there and you can get stuff there. And even if we get nuked, we'll still exist. But I'll tell you this, man. YouTube is the town hall, the city square, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And people are going to YouTube.com. They're walking in and looking at this field. And what's happening is there's people everywhere yelling and talking about a bunch of stuff. And YouTube is going, check out these ones. These are big. These are cool. And that helps us. That helps this show. But at any point, they could be like, you guys get out dude. Yeah. and to and then, think that, and then, that yeah but then, but then we're relegated to you know our little wacky yeah. shack a couple miles away and we're holding up a sign saying guys guys we're still over here viewership will be dramatically decreased band mm-hmm. video revenue will be i mean look what you yeah. know but jones gets a ton of views Good. on band video he's a lot. one of the few exceptions but i've been telling my audience you know I, I love you guys thank you so much for sharing my videos because if you didn't no one else would be watching them and we would be foolish to think that the algorithm isn't used in a way that ben benefits a lot of the special interests. YouTube's got us in a trap. It's a trick. Let me tell you the trick. Mm -hmm. When I look at some of these podcasts, so so let let me tell you, we are ranked on iTunes on this show. Uh, Tim Castarell is ranked, I think, like, right now, I think it's like one or or like 211 or maybe 176. It it, it changes every single day. And then my main podcast is like, was at ranked 34 top iTunes charts at one point. Now it's down to like 130 something. Based on the amount of traffic we're getting to these shows... We should be some of the wealthiest podcasters, but we're not doing what all of these other podcasts are doing. What's really interesting is that there are podcasts that have a tenth of the viewership, but everybody pays five bucks a month. So you get somebody on Twitch, one of these high profile lefties, and they have they have a hundred thousand followers, but half of them are giving five bucks a month. These people are millionaires. That's pretty badass because that's like ten cents per show or twenty. 15 cents per show. That's we what that, that, that's when I, I was thinking like YouTube's got us in this trick where they're like, stay on this platform. We do the YouTube rev for you, but don't you say the wrong thing. And I'm like, okay, we need both. We need, we need a proprietary platform. That's what we're going to build. That way people can, can, can support directly. And then we can start to rival some of these bigger networks and do better productions and get bigger. And then we can't, you know, we, yeah. we can avoid the bans and stuff like well, that. Well, I think right now that's why YouTube just instituted a new policy. Even if you're not in the partner program or have been kicked out of the partner program, they could still run ads on your channel yep. without sharing any other revenue. And I, I mean, my channel's fully out of the program, fully demonetized. They were supposed to review me in a month it's been i think over eight months now of course it's it's making me scramble and think of other ways to make ends meet but you know that's why you know did t-shirts and did other things but essentially down the line we have to understand that this is something that's affecting everyone because they enticed everyone with this amazing utility, this amazing tool. They were like, you know, very smart drug dealers that give you just a sample of that crack for free when you're down and out. And then the crackhead takes a little bit of crack and then essentially they become a full-blown the crackhead partner program. and they become addicted to it. And then they have no other way, no other avenue to express themselves or do anything without that constant hint of validation that YouTube provides. We, I've got a very, very important super chat as we now go to super chats that just came in. And it's very, very important and convenient. At, and this is from eight o'clock. This is from an hour and a half ago. Morgan H said, I think Tim is being shadow banned. I normally get a notice as soon as the event is announced. But tonight I had to come look for it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of people 
who who watch simply because they got recommended this and they're like, oh, what's this? And I'll come and click it. And there's a lot of people who are like, I like to watch the show every night. But if YouTube decides it, we just don't exist on the platform anymore. Viewership is gone. And I'll tell you this. We're in a position right now. It's rather dangerous that without that recommendation, the show doesn't generate enough revenue to, to actually exist. That's why we got to do this proprietary website where, where you know, th- there are some podcasts that are like ranked 7,000 in the world or 10,000 in the world. And you, I'll let you in on the secret. These are podcasts that get like 10,000 downloads per episode. That sounds like very, very little to a lot of people, especially people who watch YouTube videos. My YouTube videos get half a million. So to, to look at a podcast on iTunes getting 10,000, these people are millionaires. No joke. They're millionaires. So I, I tell you, you're like the YouTube is a trick. You know, the, the real key is to make sure you're actually running a business. Totally. And getting customers and yeah. fans and, and working with them and producing content for and them. And you directly. can pay like extra to get the behind this or like we're going to set gonna up GoPros in the skate shop. We're building a skate shop. So, so cool. We're building a skate shop. we got so uh, many rooms to put bar. GoPros in. We're going to have events. And we're going to, we're going to do, uh, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to have bonus, uh, member segments for the website. So that way, you know, like everything we do now, we do super chats, but we've got a couple more stories we never get into, right? We got some, some, some creepy ones we mentioned early on. We might not get to. And that's something we'll be like, okay, if we didn't get to it, then we're going to put it on the site for, you know, the people who want to be members and we'll have merchandise and discounts and all that stuff. Cause that's the way we got to do it if we want to make this a big network and survive beyond what YouTube is. But more importantly, once we get this site up, here's the best part. We're going to have segments for members only where we get spicy, where That's we can say the things about. YouTube will not let us say, yeah. where Luke can go off the rails and scream about the aliens and the, and the Nordics. All and the, the false flags. I like spice. I like spice. Uh, I have yes, a lot to say. I've been uh, stopping myself from expressing it. I'll be swearing. But there's names <laughs> Just for we no can't reason. say. Yeah. Just as there's much names. as I can. Yeah. But think about this, All too. of it. The risk we were put under for simply wanting to have Alex Jones on the show. Yeah. They, they and they took, took his show. That was so sad. And that was like one. That was like two million Go views. Go to BitChute and find it, you guys, because that show was epic. Millions. It was so crazy. And, and we can up, re-upload it on our new platform. Once we get, uh, yep. yep. We can probably translate yep. all the episodes onto the new platform, have everything there. But we're gonna start going to start doing like clips on YouTube. The ultimate spicy segments, you know, and, and the silly segments, too. Yeah. And really just say whatever you want and laugh yeah. and and and. and it's it's crazy because you can't even make jokes know, on YouTube. Dude, I'm like you straining my mind as we sit here. Yep. So this is what YouTube wants. And I told him this. I was like, you guys are forcing us, all the creators, to make something of our own. Now, I know a lot of people point out other platforms are like, why don't you go on Patreon? Why don't you go on, on Locals? Why don't you go on Minds? Locals is a million times better than Patreon, no doubt. But you still don't want to be under someone yeah. else's control. And the ISP is a bit concerning, but they're not as hardcore. You really got to go and do crazy stuff to get the ISPs involved. But we're heading, to, we're, we're, we're heading in that direction. Maybe. That's why, we, like, we mesh need, networking. We need something like the Fediverse. We need decentralized social media. That's what we really need. And, and, and people have tried to do it for a long time, but... We need a free and open internet, like the original internet before it was squeegee clean by the corporate globalist. The original internet was Wild West, man. I loved it. People were doing crazy nonsense. Yep. You know, somewhere on the deep, on the dark web, the deep web, there's a there's an animation of you know Macho Man Randy Savage doing the banana dance yep, on a Geo Cities on a Geo City somewhere. Um, the yep. dark web is something crazy. I've never gone to the dark web, and I don't. Uh, maybe I would. The dark. The dark. But web. apparently, it's in another internet. That's that's underneath the internet. Yeah, but that just like means the, non-indexed the illegal websites. stuff. There. No, 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 no. It just means non-indexed yeah. websites. Wait, not the dark net. I think of the dark net. Yeah, the dark net and the deep web are the same thing. Okay, and it's a reference to non-indexed. That's websites. where like the the Silk Road was. That was the Onion Network. 
Yeah, Tor. Yes. Right, that's that's different. The Onion Router. Right. So those were that that was a you different. Had, Tor's a browser that you use to access that stuff without being found out. Yep. Well, maybe Trump will pardon uh, Ross uh, Ulbricht. I hope so. Well, there's a there was a Daily Beast article, according to two of their sources, allegedly anonymous sources, but they say that they're inside of the White House. That Trump is uh, considering pardoning Ross Ulbricht and is favorable to that idea. And if that's true, I mean that would be huge. Yep. I know Ross's mother. Ross's mother gave me the first interview ever publicly speaking about what actually happened to Ross and her story is absolutely incredible. Uh, it, her name What's is Lynn Albrecht. Uh, the way that, that everything the government said was happening with Ross turned out to be absolutely not true. The amount of lying, the amount of disinformation surrounding this case will make your head spin. Wow. And uh, yeah, check out Lynn Albrecht and maybe if you put in We Are Change, you'll be able to see our interview. I interview her at least once a year. She gives us updates about this case, but she's been trying to get Ross's name out there to the general public for a while, because if you essentially look at that case, the main legal argument against him is that he ran a website that other people did something bad on, which if that's the case, then Mark Zuckerberg should definitely yeah. be in jail too. Right on. Well, uh, let's uh, let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash the like button, and you know I mean it. We should probably do better promotion on the show of like, you know, telling people to share the link, share it with your friends. Yeah, get I, I, I did. And I told socials. everyone that there's going to be a very special guest today. But share you? the video. Yes. I mean. So, so listen, listen, I, listen. I, I retweeted so everybody. It. Everybody listening right now, um, assuming that you actually like the show, maybe you hate our guts and you hate watch. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Yes. Then, ignore, then ignore this. But if you really do like the show, think about this way. We have right now concurrent viewership is 42,546. Yes. If every single person shared this. And that, and that was what everyone did yeah, every day. We're talking about we would be bigger swell. than CNN. We could start a, a political month. movement in two days. We could. Yep. But I think that's, I think that's the thing is a lot of people are, uh, no disrespect. It's more passive. Like they'll see the link, they'll click it, they'll turn it on, they'll go about playing their video games while listening to a podcast or mm -hmm. something. And so they might not be at their computer. That's why it's like, you know, we get 40, you know, 40 to 50,000 concurrence on average about sometimes we get bigger. Like with, with Alex, we had 112 and, you know, before that 160 K. So it was really big shows, but. There, not everybody likes shares or comments or anything like that. So I just looked it up. That's the kind of stuff you need to actually grow and start some kind of change in the yep. media landscape. Madison Square Garden seats twenty thousand. We've got wow. more than double the size of Madison Every day. Square Garden here. Right yeah. now. Every day. So think about that though. If if look if if you are a fan of the show and you think what, what we're doing as well and you know Luke and what Ian has to say and and, and Lydia and and of who's course who's awesome Lydia's at her yeah, job yeah, some of the best camera <laughs> switching I've ever seen. Thanks, man. <laughs> Let's beat CNN. Let's beat Fox News. Let's beat MSNBC. But they've got millions of dollars of throwing to commercials, advertising, network buys, airport premium plays. Yeah, airport let's prove yeah. that you don't need money to run for office. I'm not saying let's I'm going to run let's, for I'll, office. I'll tell you but. what. We, we, we need a movement for better media. Mm -hmm. That's what we really yes. need. We need people who's, who's like, if, if you're only going to do one kind of activism, it's I want good, legit media. That's it. So it's not just about us and our podcasts, about other podcasts, other YouTubers as well. Yeah, let's bring them along, man. Let's read. Let's read some more of these super chats. Yes. Sam Meehan says it's official. Luke has squatters' rights. Yep. So <laughs> I seen a lot of comments talking about Luke is squatting. I am Slavic. <laughs> I am. Uh, I was born in Poland, so I am You're technically Polish. Squatting. squatting. Me and Tim still haven't figured out what we're doing here. This is kind of just happening through Luke, happenstance. They just, they just don't. Talk I literally about came it. over. What was it? Two weeks ago, and I'm like, I'm only going to be here for a week. That was my plan. I was supposed to be in Florida. Again, I'm demonetized. And again, I, I'm thinking about doing survival trainings to, for, to, to make sure I have more income. But we still, I mean, the, I the was thing like, is, you want to come on one show Friday? And you're like, sure. 
No, no. First, I was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. And you're like, uh, and you're like, come on, do it. It's fun. I don't. I'm like, uh, and then like I did it once, and then the the other time, the, the couple guests no, canceled. Couple guests canceled. I, I know what happened. What happened? People started commenting about how much like Luke is great. They sure did. Awesome. I gotta then, say, I'm trying to make sure the comments don't go to my head. But <laughs> the commenter, I mean, I even I'm I'm even getting like two dollar like uh, cash apps and Venmos from people. That's awesome. I don't know if Good. you want. I don't want. I don't know if people want to be shouted out here, but my. Venmo and Cash App is Luke We Are Change just for maybe a happenstance. Support I don't know. Support independent but, media. But, but the support and especially getting the t-shirts out has has helped me out tremendously. But also most importantly, we have to understand we're living through one of the most important times in American history. It is more crucial than ever to share legitimate, real information with people because that is essential right now. And this is an opportunity to reach people. And as you can see, I mean, I mean, I've been taking it seriously. I'm doing a lot of research. I've been, I've been studying. I've been making sure everything I say is correct. Sometimes I, I make some mistakes, but this is crucial what we're and, doing right now. And, and it's, and I think it's working and a lot of people are happy and it's kind of fun debating and arguing with a lot so, of people here uh, on the show. We, as well. we have an important super chat in that, yeah. you know, for you, Luke, um, Demon King Lamb says installing a Picatinny rail mount onto an M1A is very easy. So easy a fud like Luke can do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, apparently not. He couldn't do it. Along We're going to be figuring that out after the show. I was I was too busy doing research, but it seems like a complicated process. I will get. There's to a it. little thing with like step one, step two. Do step you want to do it, Tim? Four. Now I'm not the one who's claiming to be you know the gun guy. You know, Luke I'm not out, claiming to be no gun guy. Telling me my one was, was, was unrealistic. It. Well, you know, there's more practice. I'm going to record I, I went, you. I went in. I went in, but, and and they had like two guns. But as you could see, Tim is trying to fatten me up. First of all, he's providing a lot of steaks. It's he's true. providing a yeah, lot. We of We had filet uh, mignon. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he, he's literally trying to fatten me up so I stay here. It might so work. Warm. It might not. We don't know what we're doing yet. You know, but I, but I think so far, I don't know. You guys are, are are giving me a lot of good feedback. I I I think it's a crucial time. I think it's. I think you know. I think it's working out pretty good. Keep making comments about how you love Luke because I want, want to keep him around. Yeah, you know, yeah. along with what you were saying about sharing and how cool and how independent. I keep thinking about like it's so easy to click that button, like the share button. I'm like, oh, an article I like. I'll just <laughs> click the button. But it has such a resounding impact. So it's so easy to do, but the, it, it's people, not people, like, like equal reward. It's a greater reward than the amount of energy it, the, that the goes The likes. It, so one of the things that makes sure a channel grows, when you hit the like button, it really does result in YouTube being yeah. like recommended. You know, So I think we need to get like a little graphic that like pops up and says like smash that like button or something. Or well, like, I gotta, I gotta, I mean, there's, like, there's a facetious one that smash. you're gonna, I gotta read go, this. Just I, go. I know. Go. What, what? Go ahead. I know. It's going to be something. I already know what it is. Just go. No, you don't. <laughs> just go. Small SC says, Jesus, Tim, an M1A is not a home defense rifle. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's like a turret. A home defense rifle. <laughs> For what reason why would anyone have an M1A other than to defend their home? A broom. What, 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 hunting? what, hunting? Am I wrong? Is it a hunting rifle? No, it's a, it's a long distance, old school kind of rifle that, that like an antique. It, it, All I know really is, listen, practical. I went into the gun store and I said, I want to defend my home. And he said, <laughs> uh, do you this. have a reason to, to, do you have a reason to be worried about intruders that are 500 yards away? And I said, my property is very large, sir. And he says, maybe you might have some <laughs> wild animals. You need some. I know just some. what you need. Yeah. 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 And, uh, Dan or, 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 Orlowski says, Tim, you have to use special ammo with your M1. Standard 30-06 ammo has too much pressure. It can damage your rifle. So I was given 308 by the, uh, by, by the man at the store. 
And I was told online and by you, 762 by 51 could work yep. for it as well. Yeah. Well, they're special grains, and I haven't looked at the specifications so wait, 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 for the M1. Is it a, what, what, why, why have an M1A? All uh, I know is in the division, my guy had it. And I went to the store, and they had no <laughs> rifles. I was like, I'll take that one. It was that and like a twenty-two. We should mount well, it over the yeah, fireplace. Both very unpractical. What you're doing, if you're if what? you're looking for target practice and you're, if you're looking to home. get good with iron sights, yes, especially if you're doing medium to long range, you could definitely practice with those. But essentially, there's a lot more practical uh, firearms that you could use to protect your. This household. I completely understand, yeah. and they had very few weapons at the I store. I understand it's fine. I'm so just, I went in I'm and just, I was like, I'm just busting your balls. You know what? It was really it was about ammo too. Yeah. It was about what kind of ammo yeah. they had left. And 308 is somewhat available, which is surprising from what I've seen in and West Virginia apparently. and New Hampshire. Uh, 76, yeah, 762 as well. 556 at a very big premium, but a lot of other ammo. I mean, even some, uh, 556 is, is hard to come by. If it do, if you do, you're, you're very lucky. <laughs> this is really funny. I love this conversation. The Buzz CJC says, ironically, while the AR-15 is not a weapon of war and is not fielded by any military, the M1A is technically a weapon of war or assault weapon. Yeah, yeah it was world. What was it? World War One and two? Or yeah, yeah, World War Two. <laughs> uh, the M1 Garand. The A yeah. is a civilian version of the M14, a civilian right. version. So yeah. it's not military, apparently. So what's it for? Like long range hunting? Well, like medium long range, uh, you know, hunting. Yeah, they're heavy, right? They're really it's heavy. heavy. Yeah. I wouldn't say really heavy because I wouldn't know. They were, I think, but they were relatively. better in the mud than the M16. The M16 would jam up, but they were so much you know, lighter you know that I they want? didn't care in Vietnam. They, so they. I want the a Smith and Wesson 500. Have you seen those? Well, um, yes, of course I've seen it's those. There's, there's a lot of firearms, but there's uh, you know a lot like of them the, that are not available. As remember, you said. remember, remember the Joker and the Batman from the yeah. '90s movie where he pulls the revolver out, yeah. and the barrels yeah. like ten, like four feet long. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's see. Let's see what's this. Lazy Murder Hobo says, look up the ATF letter on pistol braces. ATF is trying to push the goalposts by changing definitions and ban one of the most common firearm types. What's that? Yeah, it's absolutely insane that you could have something that looks like a rifle, but it's classified as a pistol because of the back end of it. Yep. And and it's just utterly ridiculous to see the ATF go after particular companies. Uh, the Honey Badger was also one particular uh, gun and model that was also just officially taken down by the ATF. And they're looking at making sure that these kind of smaller barrel rifles, which they're classifying as pistols, that they're going to be deemed illegal. So overnight, there's a proposal by the ATF that would literally make millions of Americans felons overnight automatically because of these uh, mid-ranged rifles, which they're calling pistols for some reasons. The definitions are absolutely backwards, which just shows you how idiotic government we got, is. We got, we got Mike here. Mike here with the super chat. He knows what's up. He said, M1A is a home defense weapon if you All defend right. your home with That's it. That's what I oh, said. These point. categories we apply to weapons are rhetorical and stupid, e.g. weapon of war. Yep. Thank you, Mike. There That's you exactly well, it. To me, it's more what if, like what's what practical. If, what if what if way, way down, you yeah. know, a couple hundred Nothing yards away, driveway, yeah. I see some like super Rhinoceros. ripped six foot <laughs> five with Antifa guy. And he's got like ripped sleeves and he's just super hulking, soldier, super soldier, yeah. Hulk up the driveway. And he's waving he's a gonna, sign need, saying, I'm literally like coming shots, though. And, and he's holding a sign that says, I'm going to kill all of you once I get up. <laughs> what am I going to do? Could I you, need could something you to use your iron sights to, At, to track him down and uh, get one down. I'm range. kidding. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> does, does it have a clip or is it just a single shot? It's a magazine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Clips. They used to have clips. Yes. 
That's yeah. crazy. You'd like clip the bullets in and just like, that's funny. They did have antiques, oh. though. They had muskets at the store. It was really cool. What's I'm the surprised you muskets? didn't get that. The musket? Yeah. So <laughs> they, 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 well. they, didn't have, they didn't have powder wadding and, and, and balls. So, so okay. it was like, a clip and a magazine are different. I'm, this, yeah, I'm different. learning. Okay. Yeah. The, how's, how a, are they different? A clip is literally a clip that you clip the bullets to oh, and then wow. put it in. And a magazine is spring-loaded and you oh, push cool. the bullets yeah. I kept saying okay. clip before and people so kept yelling, ma- at, yelling at me in the super chat. Okay. They're like, stop saying clip. Thanks, it's a guys. magazine. And I'm like, okay. We got a bunch of airsoft, too. We got a bunch of airsoft, too. The airsoft's going to be really so fun to fun. train with, yeah. yeah I really yeah, want to. Yeah. I want to get paintball. If we can find bioorganic, like yeah. paintball uh, airsoft pellets that'll degrade into the dirt. Well, we a lot of the airsoft are replicas of actual existing firearms that you could train with and not get the exact training as with a real firearm. But especially if you're a newbie, I strongly recommend you do that rather than shooting your balls off. So I was thinking yeah. of us in the woods hunting each other with like, would we wear <laughs> protective goggles? We do have and night just, vision. It's called playing airsoft. <laughs> and yeah. we would just shoot at each other and be like, ow! Yeah. Well, you, we have yeah. armor, so I bought standard Maple. armor. But yeah. if you get it like right here, is no, that a we have, we have ma- we have Full mask? Yeah, Dude, yeah. I'm so in. Well, gonna be airsoft awesome. is a sport. Can, can yeah. we use Play. flashlights to blind each other? <laughs> you, I don't I don't know. I've never... That'll be fun. You know, played airsoft. I was looking at this... tactical drill game. They have all sorts of... This weekend, if you guys want. And we could yeah, do a five v five kind of game. If we're and equipped then for it. We could set up some rules. Set up and some I'll teach you some basic. Yeah, we'll CQB. wear GoPros on our foreheads or something. And then yeah. what we'll do is our team will kidnap Luke and we'll put him like <laughs> with like a low light, like a like a light hanging from the ceiling, a lamp, so he can only see like our waists. And then we'll have then like, like a buzz accents. saw that's coming down we'll, slowly. We'll grab him by yeah. the back <laughs> of the head and <laughs> slam his head in the table and be like. Where is your team at? <laughs> Dude, I was like, looking I'll at this, never tell. this Russian laser tag tactical company that makes all this cool laser tag equipment, like like um, flags and med kits and stuff. Oh, cool Obviously, laser tag? The, yeah, the laser, t- some of that stuff wouldn't work with airsoft, know, but sure. we could have like certain things that like flag. We should do like capture the flag. Yeah. Daniel Maxwell so. says, conspiracy theory. Ooh, spicy. The Galactic Federation wants Joe Biden to be president so they can bring Earth into the Galactic Federation mm-hmm. since they're democratic socialists with an authoritarian government. If you laugh, you owe me an appearance on the show. <laughs> Joking. I don't think I laughed enough. Sorry. But Luke and Lydia did, but I don't know. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Do you think, because the, the Earth, the Earthens got inducted into the Galactic Federation Star Trek. They didn't start it. So it's already out there. And then they, they eventually, what, they, they hit warp drive, There's right? There's allegedly and that was some kind of contract out there between aliens and us, according to some government I don't officials. think I ever told you my story about when I sensed the wolf man across the universe. I was meditating on my roof and, and just let my electromagnetic field down and, and gazed out into the star system to see what was out there. And something sensed me. It was this wolf creature that had taken mushrooms and like evolved as we had from apes. But it was a, a wolf creature that had evolved. And it, it sensed me and wanted to eat me. Bro. He's on a podcast right now going, I never told you about that monkey guy. I swear I was taking mushrooms and this monkey guy, like, he evolved like we did, but he was a monkey and he comes to me. I want to eat him. All right, let's see. We got uh, Caesar Chamorro says, Tim Luke hypocrites rag on cops being bootlickers for earning a living while being lickers themselves. Bad YouTube. uh, Bad YouTube is but bend the knee for the sweet YouTube dollars. Well, I will say that... I we we are heavily criticizing and calling out you for all of this right now and talking about leaving the platform and starting something proprietary or not leaving the platform, but taking a portion of the business off of the platform because of how bad it is. The difference is I'm actually helping people know about what's going on to the best of my abilities. And the police that I'm criticizing are not all cops. 
It's the cops who are destroying the lives of people because the governor decided on a whim to do something without any legal authority. Big difference. Yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of agree. I think there's a bit of a difference between just talking and looking at information and ruining people's lives. Yes. <laughs> you know, Listen, the, 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 the cops aren't just making a living. They're violating the Constitution and they're enforcing edict, not laws. No legislature or council passed these rulings and the Supreme Court ruled against them. And cops are still showing up saying, I don't care. I don't care. I want that money more. And they're using right. violent what force are, and, and, and coercion and, and, with the threat of violence. And so they're being listen. coerced yeah. to do it by be it with their paycheck. Partly. Yes. Yep. But at a certain point, you have to say no. So us being on this platform is actually kind of the opposite. Imagine if one of the cops in the department kept stopping them from doing these things. And every time they went out, that cop would be like, yo, we're not letting you not. You're not doing this guy. You can run your business. Yeah. That's the difference between us and say like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel. On and, YouTube and also there's accountability. So if I was saying something that was baldly face, you guys would correct me on it. If Tim was saying something that was incorrect, I would challenge him on that stance. So having the free flow of a conversation and ideas is a lot different wanna, than using force. You want to know something crazy? <laughs> yeah. The reason why the Weimar Republic had hyperinflation is rooted in the strategies of France and Germany in World War I. France's strategy for paying the war was income tax. They said, we're going to get enough money to pay for this by taxing the citizens. Germany said, let's borrow money because once we win, we can steal everything from the countries and loot their Whoa. countries. They thought they were going to win and then take everything of value from the other countries and pay off their debts. It was basically like... Give us the money to fund this war, because when we win, you're going to get paid back. But they lost, and they couldn't Whoa. pay it back. And so they started just printing money like crazy. But I bring that up because uh, A. Blinken says, for Ian, the income tax was introduced solely to pay the interest on the debt to the Federal Reserve. Why both were enacted in 1913, they were done in tandem for a reason. I, the income tax came in April, and then the Federal Reserve was formed in, in December of 13. But I imagine they were uh, calculated around for the same reason but there was also an income tax for the civil war in 1861 abe lincoln instituted one to pay for the war so it's yeah. not it's not it yeah it wasn't the first time that we came up with it i don't think we really need it do you guys think we need income tax right now nope <laughs> <laughs> it depends um i don't know man i think I, I i think it's kind of a moot point right now because of like you know, I was, I was thinking about this when we were doing a couple of shows and I'm just like, I don't care about the end of autonomous zones anymore. I used to, I used to look at what was going on in this country as our country. And then I realized when I saw the autonomous zone, I was like, I don't care. And then I thought about why is it that I don't care anymore? Oh, because I don't view Portland as the same place as where I am now. I don't think that we have anything in common for the most part. So they can do their thing. Why would I complain? They voted for it. They want it. Just don't mess with my, me, I guess. I'm kind of like, I kind of want to, I've been t um, teasing the idea of defaulting on the Federal Reserve interest, not necessarily the entire debt to the thing, but just the interest itself. And maybe the the, the uh, income tax is used to pay for the interest. So if we got rid of income tax, we could just stop paying interest on our loans. Just we, got, we, got, we got a super chat here. It's a big one from Empreb. He says, I want answer two things, Tim. Will you ever have Nick Fuentes on your show? Yes or no. And why did Lisa block him? I don't know who Lisa is. Lisa. And, and the answer is, yes, I will. The problem is, this is the only person where people are nonstop emailing, messaging, and I will tell you what I absolutely won't do. I will not invite someone on the show because people keep messaging me demanding that I do it. You will not bend the knee. It's not about bending the knee. It's about 
I'm, I'm like, I really don't want people making habit of just flooding our comments with names. Oh, Peter Schiff. That's another one. People recommend him. Yeah, but it's he's an like economist. Yeah. I think he could help us talk about that, the federal. That would Reserve. be hilarious yeah. right now to have him on, especially yeah. with the Bitcoin. Him and, and Max Kaiser so, together. So I'll, no, I'll tell you this. Debate before I want to cool. point. I want to point something out. Empreb gave a one hundred fifty dollars super chat to ask this question. Thank you very much for that super chat. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. But you have to understand, like someone giving that amount of money to get a comment read again, asking the same thing we get asked probably like fifty times every single day. Every every day, Yuri I see, Besman, have you heard of Yuri every Besman? every time I see the see the comments, I'm just like, I don't know when we're gonna be able to book this guy. I just really don't. Because we had we had one moment where um, when he showed up in D.C. when he he gave uh, Nick Fuentes gave his speech where he said sacrifice Senate. I was like, oh, that's we, we got to talk to this guy. And then we have the show, and it's just we get spammed, and I'm like, I can't. I book guess we him, should have man. him on. No, I can't that's book him. The, if people con- are the spamming. collective consciousness is telling happen. us no, do it. Not so, my collective conscious. No, that, I'm not but that's booking what, that's why it's happening. Because if he came on, it would just be like another anticlimactic, awesome show. I think if we book people who who we, we we you know we get people flooding the comments and sending in massive super chats demanding we do it. I'm not setting that precedent. So it's no disrespect to to, to Nick. I actually have you know some good friends who want us to have this conversation. But I'm literally being put in this position where he's the only person where people are dumping so money weird. and demanding it. But for all we know, the guy that super chatted never heard Hates you him. say that before and d- didn't know it was a, a big deal. That's he just really cares. Yeah, that's I really why I read it, and I'm going to say it again. But the, but the, it's 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 a it's a it's a difficult precedent. I've already got people finding my phone number and blowing my phone up for other you people now. Get a new number. Yeah. Yep. Joe gets one like every two weeks. Yep. That's smart. That's right. Super smart. Some some people are calling me leaving voicemails and it's like I'm not I'm not playing yeah, that game. I can't do it. And so so I guess the, the challenge is nothing personal against Nick specifically. He's he's much higher profile. He's been in, I've I've even read comments from him that appeared in, in news stories. But it's the smaller people that are spamming me like crazy, demanding it. I can't set that precedent. What does Nick do? I watched a little bit of his YouTube stuff. Commentator, America First commentator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's that. That's you know. And so I we I read comments all this all the time, and I say the same thing every time. Like you know, I had someone. I have someone who keeps calling me. I had to block probably like ten numbers already. People demanding to come on the show. Oh wow! So right, never gonna happen. The one way to make sure we never book you is to call my phone (laughs) somehow, find the number. I remember a couple months ago, I had someone show up to my house and literally be like, "Hey, can I be on your YouTube channel?" I'm like, "How did you get my freaking house address?" (laughs) Like, I'm like, "Yeah, that was pretty uncomfortable." So I'll I'll mention specifically too. um, uh, My understanding of Nick Fuentes is that he got banned. From I, th- I think it was from YouTube, right? I think so, yeah. Because they were taking clips out of context. Oh, and he's off him. YouTube right now? I guess he was reading Super Chats, and they they claimed it was his statement. They got him to say, my yeah. Mike Roch? No, they, 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 he, he, super he chat read from something, Mike and it was Roch. used as a viral thing to get him banned. Oh. And so there's, there's a lot of th- interesting things that I, I think we could talk about, but it's, you know, I guess I, I can't do it. If people keep spamming us, you know, if people, if we get inundated with nonstop comments, but it's nice that you read that guy's super chat. I'll definitely, I'll definitely read it because look, it's, it's not an issue of me avoiding comments from people. I'm not going to ignore people bringing it up, but I just want to let you know, like, it's bad enough. I get people who are like random people calling my phone saying like, oh, I, I, you know, I have nothing to do with anything. I just, you know, I live somewhere and I want to be on the show and I'm like, dude, I, I get it. I respect, I appreciate, but it's like, it's. There's security issues, a bunch of things. So anyway, that's the gist of it. I don't want to harp too long, but let's read some more. R. Uh, Bracewell says, I got banned on Facebook for drug-related for drug related for screenshotting the PS5Q and saying the page doesn't refresh for two hours. What? Flagged for calling someone lazy for not looking up info about what's happening in election. 
crazy. Hmm. Let's see. Matt Wesley says, Tim, I have never heard you mention where you are located. I understand not giving out your exact location for safety, but would you ever be interested in a meet and greet for local fans? Uh, we're going to do semi-private, semi-public kind of events, but it was Alex Jones who came on the show and looked me in the eyes and laughed in my face and said, Missouri, huh? And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. uh-huh. And then he kept doing it because he thought it was funny. <laughs> he was going like, I'll, I'll do it for the camera. He was like, <laughs> Missouri, Missouri, right? And I'm like, I get it, Alex. You're telling people where I am. I thought he was waiting for me to laugh and be like, oh, you got me. Rude. <laughs> We're in the woods. We're in the woods in, in the middle Missouri, of nowhere. Apparently. We're going to do events. Um, and I'll also let you guys know, we're not in Missouri. That was like the joke. I have okay. the documents. We're not in Missouri. <laughs> Let's see. XD Interactive says $85,000 per person in the U.S. to pay off the U.S. debt. Most of that debt is owed to the people of the U.S., though. That's true. That's true. A lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. is the U.S. debt is like the government borrowing money to people. The, the issue, though, is the U.S. does have foreign debt. And also, if the U.S. can't pay those people back, then people lose confidence in the government. And then oof, lots of things happen. Let's see. James Passarelli says, if you do the math, you can paper mache the habitable landmass of the earth with dollar bills equal to the U.S. debt. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> Great. Most of it's digital, though. Most of it's digital. Yeah. It's just zeros on computers. Yeah. That's so weird. Connor Murphy says, Luke, have you read Ian Smith's memoir, Bitter Harvest? It's about the fall of Rhodesia and the creation of Zimbabwe. The timelines are sadly similar. I mm. have not, but that sounds like a very interesting read. I did s- spend some time in Zimbabwe, and the history there is absolutely fascinating. I did look into a little bit about Rhodesia, but I'll definitely check out the book recommendation when I have more time. What were you doing in Zimbabwe? Uh, well, we went in there to talk about the hyperinflation that happened there, and uh, it was absolutely surreal to talk to individuals that were sharing their experiences of them being in grocery stores and things literally multiplying in prices right in front of them as their currency was hyperinflating. And um, yeah, I got chased away by a couple of police officers trying to detain me for filming one of their banks because there was another bank run there. I interviewed a couple of Bitcoin entrepreneurs there that are trying to bring cryptocurrencies to Africa to bring more accountability. Uh, that was an interesting video that I produced there. And uh, they had a new currency that was backed by the dollar, but it was already inflating to eight times when I was there a couple of years ago. Do you Is that stuff on your YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, yep. Um, all on We Are Change on YouTube. Freddie says, M1A fires 308 and 762 NATO. Bought one for the same reason as you. The rounds will punch through multiple walls easy. Will penetrate body armor level 3A and under. Not a ton of people uh, wear what stops 762. Well, yeah. I guess you get one good shot to the plate if you're wearing It's plate. a very strong bullet, but you also have to worry about the bullet going through walls and hitting your neighbors or hitting other people that you live with. Issue. Home defense, that's why I always recommended a shotgun. I personally have a shotgun with double barrels that I could flip on easily. One is lethal, one is less lethal, one are rubber bullets. Because even if I'm somewhere like in New Hampshire, if there's a bear, I don't want to kill a bear. No, I'm just no, going to no. use a rubber bullet. Dave, but- Dave Chappelle broke it down for us. You got to put the birdshot, birdshot, buckshot, birdshot, buckshot. Because the first one is a warning. The first one peppers them up a little bit. But then the next one is the serious shot, I have, right? I have slugs and I have uh, rubber bullets. Up. Uh, but Chappelle. yeah, I have a f- firearm that I could switch easily and a double. Yo, Yo Daddy system. says, is Ian stoned? 
Nope. <laughs> nope. He's just like today, my man. He rolls. I did smoke weed for about 14 years, though, and I think I maybe still is in my fat cells. Probably. Matthew Recamp says, Repubs are control of one state legislator away from being able to use Article 5 Convention of States to pass constitutional amendments without Democrat support. If you could make any proposal at the convention, what would it be? Oh, man. A constitutional convention for an amendment with two-thirds of the states? Really? Is that Article 5? They need one more? 30 states? Is that all they need? I'm not What's sure. a constitutional amendment we need? Repeal the Federal Reserve Act? Well, that's bold. Um, get rid of the uh, uh, slavery if you're in prison thing. Mm. So the 13th abolishes slavery unless you've been convicted of a crime. So how about no matter what, if you're convicted of a crime, you can't be used for cheap labor like Kamala Harris would like to. You yes. know what I mean? Or just the decentralization of the federal government so states have the rights to choose what they want to do themselves without the federal government intervening. There's there 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 is a, there's a fine line though. You of know? course, yeah. uh, but I think but right, yeah. decentralization is the way to. I go. got it. I got it. I got it. What if we What if we added? I think I have a proposal for probably two, two. If if we if we had a constitutional convention, if the Republicans get one more, I have two serious proposals. The first is that the uh, the the right to freedom of speech shall not be infringed by the mm-hmm. government, and the second should be that the people of this country have a right to keep and bear arms. That needs to be added because apparently just one of each isn't enough. Okay. Yep, I that's, totally, a good that's a great idea there. I like that idea that a lot. It could be our first and second one. No, no, it would be, uh, what, what, what are we on, 27? 27 amendments? Is that how many, how many we have? I'm not sure. I'm saying we need it written twice. Okay. So you oh, yeah, could be yeah. like, just so you get it. <laughs> I wasn't this big on 2A a couple of years ago, but I'll tell you, when you watch the, the insanity and the chaos over this past year, I'm basically like, yeah. Universal guns, Dude, whatever. Dude, if we lose our free speech, we're led like lambs, dumb Dave Chappelle to the said slaughter. It, that well, George I, I, Washington said well, it. No, 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 listen, the, listen. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is not a conservative. But when he said the Second Amendment is just in case the first one doesn't work out, I was like, man, that's Dave Chappelle. Historically, when you look at gun control, what happens afterwards? Total totalitarian government to take yep. over. History doesn't lie. It keeps repeating. And you know, what the, you know what the left is wrong about every step of the way? Two big things. They say... What are you going to do? Rise up against the government? First of all, no. The, cons- the the idea isn't that people go out and start fighting the government. The idea is the government doesn't even try. The government yeah. knows. It's but a more deterrent. Importantly, the, the, the next thing I love so much is when they say the founding fathers didn't intend you intend for you to have a semi-automatic, you know, 60 mag rifle or whatever. I'm like, bro, they had their own warships with cannons. They had 60 cannons on a, on a, on a man of war and it would go boom, 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 and blow up whole towns. Private individuals owned these things, and they were like, "Yep." Like mm-hmm. you, you don't want. I, they wouldn't have wanted us to have like portable nuclear bombs. I don't think they were differentiating between weapons at all. You could have like explosives. You could have artillery ha- on your property. Like, like now, there's little things that can blow up entire city blocks. Like one guy can walk in with a with a crazy bomb at and, like, the time. The city well, at the time. You on your property could have cannons all over the place. That was military nuclear weapons at the time. So nuclear weapons is is another another realm of explosive. Maybe there are certain questions that need to be asked about the advancement of technology as it pertains to what the founding fathers could not have seen. Like, should everybody have a nuclear weapon in their house? Yeah, probably a bad idea. You know. Yeah, because if someone makes falls down and accidentally sets it off, that could be a nuke could wipe out the eastern. You know, some big eastern city. So it's tough. Let's see. Daniel Maxwell says, glad you guys were able to get some laughs from that. Some humor is needed to reduce the stress from dealing with MSMBS. That's right. Absolutely. A laugh right, from... I don't know. That was from... uh, Daniel. Ma- he made the joke ah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Zach Summer says, Tim, the ATF just raided the offices of Polymer 80. They took the sales records and end of yesterday, Tim of the Military Arms Channel on YouTube said he has sources. They're going door to door confiscating all firearms if they if they find out you have one. Wait. What? If you have what what what? That's insanity. Well, the specific uh, regulation that the ATF is trying to pass is they're trying to ban pistol braces and short barrel kind of rifles, which they personally classified as pistols, uh, incorrectly, obviously. So I haven't heard of that particular story. I mean, obviously we're going to look into it, but I don't think it got that severe yet. We just hear some of the protocols. But even with the bump stock law, I mean, uh, that was another big egregious move by the federal government that turned innocent Americans into felons overnight, and we didn't see government going house to house with that incident, so I don't see them doing it with this one either yet, but who never who who, who knows in 2020, especially under a Biden presidency. Mm. Derek says, judge or governor for home defense. <laughs> oh, the, the governor. <laughs> I don't like both of them either. The uh, basically the same thing uh, yes. for the most part. Yeah. Or the judge what? is the really long barrel one. No, no, no. They're both they're both essentially the same, but they're the, the revolvers that can take 45 uh, long ACP and a uh, uh, 410 shotgun. Yes, I fired one. Luke's of got a video from the range where he fires. And yes. You can hear me laughing. Yes, there's a big laugh in the background. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that thing's hard to fire, but it was fun. I it had the uh, when I, we went we went to the range and I told the guy I was like I want to fire a 410 shotgun. I was like you got the governor and he goes I do, but we don't get any bullets for it. And I was like you have 410 right? And he goes you want to fire the 410 out of the governor? And I was like why should I not do it? All right. And I was like, come on. What are you trying to do? You trying to freak me? It wasn't it's not that, that bad. bad. No, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. We all, we all ended up firing. I hit the target it. dead center with it. Oh. Yeah. You got to right. I have the target. I'll take a picture through. of it. I'll put crazy. it on Instagram. That's, That's a good awesome. Idea. Everybody fired. And it's like, so it's, it's the 410's got four buckshot. The ones we were, I think we, we were using four buckshot uh, 410. I think so. Yeah. And so it was spraying, right? But Ian took a shot that did a big hole oh, right through the center of the target. I didn't have my glasses on. It was just like Luke, the Death Star. Computer off computer off yeah. oh here we go what is this chad conego says skip the snw uh, smith and wesson 500 get a bfr revolver from magnum research the same people that brought you the desert eagle pistol i was half kidding it's just a ridiculous gun it's massive it's like the joker you know and he pulls out the giant revolver that was hilarious i am not a fan of revolvers to be honest but yeah chameleon dx says i own a four uh, what does that say four inch smith and wesson 500 and it's fantastic you'll love it once we get this big open, uh, so you know what's interesting? I actually looked up property in Wyoming. The prices are comparable to West Virginia. People are telling me mm-hmm. Wyoming. It's, it's, it's good, big and empty, but the prices are comparable. So it's like if, if, at least in West Virginia, you can drive west or east and find a big city. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want to be in, you know, uh, Wyoming. Uh, maybe. I don't know. The corporation laws in Wyoming are incredible. That's like the, the forefront yeah, of Bitcoin crypto. Out of there, yeah. Because of that, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't need to live there. You, they can set you up with an address there, and then you can run your corporation mm-hmm. from other places. Dubber says, really have gotten obsessed with the show lately. Love the addition of Luke. Thank you for all you guys do. Hart, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, see, see, originally it was like, I think someone canceled, and yeah. we were like, yo, Luke, we need you to come I mean, on. in last minute, yeah. And you were like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I was I'm like, not just... prepared or whatever. No, no, no. The first time someone uh, didn't come, I'm like, fine, I'll do it. And then it happened to, I think, one more time, and then there was a chance of co-hosting and i was like no you're like do it no and then yeah, you said no you. and then you said no i'm like fine and then last minute you're like okay come back in again and i'm like fine whatever i came i came back in and then there and then another well, time you said no because you know what we were doing we were actually at a point where we we're just going to do guests yeah. and if we didn't have a guest we wouldn't do a show yeah exactly but i was like but then luke was here and i was like well, yeah. 
just do the show with Luke, I guess, you know? Well, there's always a lot to talk about. I know, dude. Surprisingly. I feel like we still, we only get into like one tenth of one percent of what we have to. This is, look at this. Water Dancer says the M1A is a fact of up to 500 meters of irons, according to Jet Carr. But if you're good, right? You have to be good at yeah, iron sights but that's, that's, to make sure that happens. So I give mean, that guy shooting, a scope. Yeah, you're shooting a 308, so yeah. Or a 7.62. All right, let's scroll down and see what he got. Neon Ecstasia says, this show became perfect with Luke. He's essential. See, I'm reading these because now Luke can't leave. Dude, He's got to stay in the... Luke has the data. <laughs> Luke's I'm, got I'm a the wild old flower. school... Uh, what? I'm a wildflower. You, I like to. You've got the info, man, from like 2006, like the deep stuff. I've been doing this for way too long. Yeah, man. man we need to reveal. Well, thank you so Integrity much. Integrity Media says, please search 2020 police quitting. This is another point I want to make sure I bring up when I talk about these bad cops. Someone brought up a really good point the other day. I don't think we read, we, we read the super chat, but they said, it's no one. Like, don't you realize the reason the bad cops are like are in New York? They're doing this. It's because the good cops all quit. No, that that's, that's there's a lot actually, of cops walking out. There's a lot and of so cops the, quitting. The cops who are staying are the scabs, basically. Oh, it's the awful. ones who are like they're watching all the bad stuff happening. Like I'm not doing this, man. And then the scabs are like, I don't care. I'll trample uh, over someone's yeah. rights if I get paid. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, we just got to jump. Let's see. What is this? Base player 2011. If he says M14 was used in Korea in the start of Vietnam, it's still used today. As a designated marksman rifle and a mid-range sniper rifle in the military. Oh, that's cool. Luke told me to order this like crazy scope system. Like the scope is a camera. Ooh. Well, if you're basically, gonna, it's 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 the best for uh, the particular situation that we're in right now, oh, especially yeah? with the rangefinder, and especially as a cool <laughs> toy to play with and to figure out as Do, well. Can that's it take video? Awesome. It can take video. Oh, that's as well. awesome, dude. This is crazy. Sam Finley says pol- polymer eighty buy and build kits are under scrutiny big time. They've been going to homes of customers. That's what the other person said. Wow, dude. Well, so so someone someone comments. Nonservia Mar says, the story about agents raiding homes is not totally true. They are seizing weapon kits for unserialized guns that can be put together and be fully functional in 20 minutes. Whoa, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, in the United States, you can make your own firearm, but you are supposed to put a serial number on it and then call the government and notify them that you do have this. So that's specifically the law, depending on also your state and the jurisdiction that you're in. That's just on the lower receiver? Uh, That's on a functioning firearm, yeah. The Kraken says, I hate listening to people that know nothing about guns try to explain something about guns. I wish they would ask someone that knows first. That's what I do. I mean, I straight up don't know anything about guns. I say it all the time. I, this, that's why Luke's year, here. I was like, no guns. And I went and bought a bunch of guns. Yeah, I'm learning about it. And there's, you know, no one uh, that's it's perfect. Like, and, ec- or would you consider yourself an expert? Or, I, don't, I don't consider myself an expert in anything. So novice, I'm amateur. Always, I'm always learning. And I'm always... Uh, novi- journeyman, yeah. novice, <laughs> amateur. Is that what it is? Shooter says, please stop repeating tired FUD lines about shot... Like Elmer FUD? About shotguns being best home defense. Please do actual research on firearms and all related fields, and talk to actual professionals in the firearm and self-defense industry. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, always seek professional assistance. Don't base off your decisions off of a podcast that you randomly heard as this this From a dude who game. literally just bought guns for the first time this year. Yeah. And has plastic doll arms. Yes. <laughs> well, the plastic Luke. doll arms are, are good for training okay, as well. I, I don't want to dog the plastic. Yeah. Michael Hunt says Luke is a DS- DLC to TimCast. That's DLC? Right. What's a DLC? Uh, downloadable content. Yeah. It's, uh, the, it's like an expansion. Like when you get a video game, you get expansion pack. Uh, spend seven ninety nine. Daniel Smith says, Luke. Daniel Smith says, Tim, just break down and buy a tank. You can get one for about $40,000. 
You can't have a functional main gun, but just replace it with a flamethrower. I've seen people do that. I have a flamethrower. Yeah. But what if you replace the main gun with like, it's not, it's more cosmetic and you actually have just like a smaller caliber, smaller caliber gun. You know what I mean? Well, you just have that on you anyway. Bo Darvel says Mossberg shockwave, shockwave 12 gauge. Yeah. Very nice. Well, especially if you have a lot of people around you and a lot of people living in one space, I think shotguns are definitely the most appropriate for home defense, depending on the circumstance, depending on the situation, depending on the person who can handle it. There's so many different variables, but for this one, for personally, our ones that I kind of examined here, I thought that was the best. Why is that? Uh, Well, you want to make sure that you don't uh, accidentally hurt someone. You want to make sure that you could also have something that's, uh, you know, has a big shot that actually stops whatever threat you have coming at you. And you could use a a different number of calibers and a different number of bullets that do a lot of different things. I can make make an I can I can I personally know how to make an active denial system using a magnetron because I've built some crazy stuff with my friends back in the day. You want to talk about home defense. Imagine having a two by four with a magnetron on it and a can of soup to direct the beam. <laughs> and a guy breaks in. And he's like, what's that? Ah! And then he goes running screaming because he feels like he's on fire. We probably could make a home alone uh, version self-defense training. <sighs> you ever, video you ever see these videos? It would be interesting where people take the magnetron from a microwave and they direct it. And you can like point at no. it like halogen lights and I they light not. up. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's actually not that complicated to build. I, so I used to hang out with all the hackers that did crazy stuff. I made a remote control can of green tea once. How's that work? So it was, uh, it used, uh, we vibrated the can so that the, I, I guess the way to describe it is the, the vibrations cause the friction between the can and the table to become essentially zero. And then the, what generated the friction was a, a wheel on the front that spun that was slightly off center that created a weight and a vibration. So the can would be weighted forward while vibrating. Oh. So you could control it forward. Oh. And then in the back of it was a gyroscopic stabilizer of oh. some plastic 3D printed heart that would spin and allow you to, if you if you reduced the spin of the front weight, it would start spinning in circles. Cool. And then if you sped it up, it would start going straight again. Oh, so you could only go. It was a curving. can of green tea that you could remote control across the table. Wow. Would you yeah. fill it with water and send it over to your friend? No, we just drove it around because it was hilarious. Oh, because cool. we used weird principles to make something that could move that shouldn't be able to move. Interesting. And it was really just me screwing around. Like we didn't plan it. I was like, I'm gonna make a can. I was like, I duct taped the motors to it, and I was like, Oh, look what it's doing. Let's do this, and we just and built it's it. It's always moving in a curve. No, you're just directing the curve to make so it look straight. It'll if if you go about half power, it the, the there's a front motor that'll spin, and then it'll the, the whole can will start spinning in circles, and then if you go full power, it'll go straight. But it, and it's, then you it's release still, it, it'll spin. When it goes straight, it's still moving at a curve that's mitigated. Was my point. It's it moved, the it entire straight. universe is a curve. There's no such thing as oh, a straight line. Sure, right. That's but the you put it on the table and you want it to go straight. You can make it go straight, yeah. or you can make it stop and spin and then change directions. It's like two curves canceling each other. Yeah, out. it's crazy. Let's see what do we got. There was a, wasn't there one big super chat I think I just had here? Yes. Zach Summers says, sorry, but incorrect. You only have to serialize a firearm if you plan to sell it, sell, or if it's an NFA item. I oh, am not really? an expert, but I have studied firearm law for six years. What's NFA? National, oh, the National Firearms Act? Is that what it is? Yeah, yes, yes. Let's see. Lee Questenberry says, Tim, I have the ATN scope that's night vision and records in 4K. Federally, you don't have to register a homemade firearm as long as it's no NFA item. Interesting. I've seen a bunch of crazy videos of people who have made their own weapons. I don't want to talk about exactly what they are, but there's really simple mechanisms for making homemade weapons. Yeah, you told me once about a dude that went into an airport and made a bomb with all the stuff in the airport. Easy. That's crazy. And uh, I did a video for for Vice. We saw the guy. It went viral. So we met up with him in North Carolina, 
and the dude was a hacker and he was like there's things in airports you like he made a grenade he made a legit firebomb that it's burst true. into flames and sprayed i was like wow dude if I, it's it's so oh, easy who's to that? do colin there's this guy colin he's like a youtube engineer he makes like magnetic shoes where you can walk on the ceiling and colin's oh, world. i don't know about yeah. that he's I, cool. I remember the the video that you're talking about because this was right after the tsa started banning water bottles yep and they started throwing everyone's the, water away the dude's name is evan booth he's on twitter you can follow him check it out this was a long time ago. It was like eight years ago yeah, or yeah. seven. And he seven proved years ago. how security is just a big illusion. But he didn't just make bombs. He made a bunch of. He made a crossbow. Mm-hmm. He made he oh, made awesome. a crossbow. He's like, I'm gonna make a, a whole bunch of weapons that like only using things you can get in airports. Was there Inside, dental floss past involved? The security. Yeah. Like yeah. you you go into you, you like you go into the airport. You go through security. You go to like a Hudson News and you buy everything you need. Yeah. And well, I, I guess I'm, I'm I was wrong about uh, you having to register your firearm if you only plan on selling it. I I don't know exactly, but I'm gonna look into that. I'll more. let you. But, I'll let you in the big secret. They sell Axe body spray in airports. So this video is all public. So I'll just give you the gist of it. But uh, when lithium comes into contact with water, it bursts into flames. Yes. You know, not too much water. Otherwise, it'll just sizzle and dance around on the top of it. But if you get if you get lithium, which is in batteries, and you can literally just crack them open and pull out a sheet of lithium, you put a little water on it, and it'll burst. Fire will come out. So he found a way to combine these things with thermoses, seal them, and then created a mechanism by which, on contact, water breaks. Oh, so like pressurized lithium in the water, and it would cause explosions. And it would cause the, 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 the fuel cartridge was the X body spray. Yeah, wow. I think I think it's I think wow. isn't body spray is an issue like butane for hmm. or does it not? I don't know. I have no idea. But he, it's, it's all I, I wouldn't normally explain how he did it because it's like I think it's a bad idea. But the videos are all publicly on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's more than one. And I think one of his videos got taken down when he explained how to do it because they were like, you're showing people how to it's too make, much. Yeah, too much knowledge. But, you know, it's really funny. He made a club and the club, I think, was just rolled up magazines. He, he took a bunch of rolled up <laughs> magazines and then wrapped packing tape around it a and club. was like smashing <laughs> things with it. It's the most basic weapon. But it worked. It worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone can use one in D&D. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Rolly A. Murray says, home defense, get yourself a PSDFK BRNO 7.5. Also look at John Lovell and the Warrior Poet Society Network on how they created their own network. Interesting. Let's see. Justin Smith says, land gold Bitcoin deposit on the new home purchase. Best use of best use of nest egg before the great reset. Land. You know, it's really funny because I uh, looked at an RV. I just bought an RV. But I, I, people got to realize, man, like financing is everything. You know, most things financed. You mm-hmm. can you, you don't got to spend a lot of money to get a piece of property. Is that together. true? Because if, if the economy went nuclear, you know, times a thousand, would it, you still only have to pay off that what you yes. had financed? Okay. I mean, I don't see why that would be not the case. Yeah. So uh, like China does currency manipulation for this reason. They'll be like, hey, I'll lend you, you know, a hundred bucks. And you're like, I know that with a hundred bucks, I can buy a phone, right? Then they start manipulating their currency, so you can't buy a phone with hundred bucks anymore. They double the price. Now, you know, he I owe him less by manipulating the currency. So I'm just like Luke was saying there's something where I have to look into this because I, I mean I would think they would put something in the contract that it's adjusted to inflation or some nah, kind of that, clause. That's what I would interest think. is. That's what yeah. interest is. Yeah. I mean, so if you're locked in at an interest rate, then you're good. And so I'm like, bro, if if you buy something right now. I don't know. I could be totally wrong yeah, about this. So I don't want to be given advice like I'm that. I'm not giving anybody advice, but I'm like, what would happen if you had like 50K in debt from buying something and then the economy tanked and now everyone's getting paid a million dollars an hour at McDonald's? You'd yeah. pay off the debt like that. It'd be worthless. Yeah, they're talking about raising the minimum wage. Yeah. And if, if you're in Bitcoin and that goes up, 
times a thousand, and you still only owe the same financed amount. I'm not an expert. Lucky Cast IRL says Luke is a must. What a serious asset to have on the squad. Always full of great info. His channel needs a boost. YouTube is after him. That's true. That's uh, absolutely true. They've been after me That's for right. a while. I was but, thinking yeah. if, if this was a movie, like this this life, it would be like when Luke's character got there is when I got really good. I was thinking about that the other you day. You guys bring too it's nice like, to dude, me. Dude, he's like a, this he's is like a trap. He has, he has I'm running away. <laughs> dude, he knows he has, he's like the weapons guy. He's embarrassed. Like, oh, yeah. Russell Stallman says, yo, Tim, I have a Picatinny scope mount for a M1A with your name on it. Hit me up. Uh, if you go to you, if you go to timcast.com slash donate, there is a PO box. You can send whatever you'd like to, if you want to send stuff to the show. Actually, I'll tell you this. If you guys are listening and you want to send Luke some stuff, make it funny, make it as funny as you can. I do have a PO box as well. If people send want them, to send, send me stuff send, as well, send uh, them on weird my, stuff uh, on wearechange.org forward slash donate. I have my public PO box on there. So if you want to send me some weird stuff, I'm, uh, <laughs> and then they'll yeah. show it off. We'll shut off on the, yeah. we're going to do a vlog. And, uh, when we do the vlog, we're going to do weird mail time. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not afraid of the <laughs> weird stuff weird here. Stuff. <laughs> so, uh, you know, feel free to send whatever Dude, you guys want. I think that guy made a good point that buying land is the key right now. Yeah. Well, land. I'll tell you this right now. If the apocalypse happens and you own land, Oh, right. Unless you you're on it? it. Yeah, exactly. Good yeah. point. Can you defend it? No. Because you well, can even be on it. Of it. And let's say you own 100 acres, right? And you're like, this is my land. The apocalypse happens. Some hippies are going to shout and be like, bro, you can't like own land, man. And you're going to be like, the hell I can't. And he's going to go, yeah, you want to talk about it? And that's why we're working on a nice scope for the M1 just to, you know. And it, I don't think if you hire guards, they could just be like, it's our land now. We're going to get this land. We're going to build dirt jumps. We're going to make a shooting range and stuff and have this like space where we can do fun videos. A Hadron Collider. Hacking, lasers, yeah. just like, you know, so we can do Airsoft fun. games. Right, 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 right. Laser it's, Tag you know, Arena. Yeah. And build big dome housing. Like, uh, is it Kanye Kanye doing that West now? is going to help us build domes. He's going to help us build yeah, domes. Okay. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. But isn't he doing that? Yes, all. Yeah. He's building domes for the homeless right now. Easy. Yeah. Yes. He is on the pulse. Bruce A. The second says, Tim Pool. Guys, we're wandering into dangerous territory. Also, Tim Pool. Hey, guys, want to make bombs out of household items? It's easy. No, no, no. <laughs> Disclaimer. I'm saying that was a video I did like seven years ago for Cattle. Vice. Yeah. But when we go out into the middle of nowhere, we're going to be doing a bunch of like special effects, hacking. I'm not, you know, I got to be honest. I think bombs are like lowbrow. People yeah, like making videos you. and they're like, you know, so they had Mythbusters, right? And the Mythbusters episodes that did really well were the ones with explosions. So they made some like show that was just people making explosions. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You got to do something fun like lasers. Here's what I want to do. Can we make some kind of like flying device that can f- be powered by pointing a laser at it? Things like that. Yeah, probably like a yeah. super lightweight aluminum craft. With some kind of, you know, uh, energy conversion of sorts like ionic photo, lift or something photo, photovoltaic or whatever i should get jeremy wrist the alien scientist to help we'll us do build a, it we'll, they're about to do like a million watt giga with some massive energy power source at their you know what i want to do remember in super mario brothers the movie they had those things they put on their legs that were like hydraulic and they could jump super high and then when they landed it compressed mm-hmm. again Ooh. will that blow your legs apart maybe yeah <laughs> something like, i read i was reading something about a a, a metal frame suit that you can get that uh, uh, allows you to lift things. Mm-hmm. There's like a video I watched where DARPA has that that they're developing the but, super but, soldier. But I'm, not, but I'm not talking about but not powered, like totally mechanical pulleys. Like oh, wow. it springs in a metal frame, and you have hooks, and you hook it to something, and then it makes it. It's like hydraulics; you can lift it really easily. There's a bunch of cool stuff we can do like that. Oh yeah. That being said, everybody, 
Let's do uh, one more we got here. The, the best one. Willie Billy the Hillbilly says you should have Colian Noir on the show, a firearm and firearm law expert, or James from TFB TV, another gun expert. Yes, I'd love to have Colian Noir. He's awesome. Standing invite. Yes, standing invite. And I think it's just an issue of travel and COVID for most people. So we'll see. Uh, and, you know, but uh, I look forward to having. Uh, oh, what is this? T Payne says, Tim, I own an, uh, an ammo company, Impact Ammo. I cannot send ammo to a P.O. box. Um, send me an email. If you go to TimCast.com, there's a, a contact section. Send an email and uh, we'll, uh, you know, just send me the information. We'll figure it out. Regarding Jeremy's power source, it's a one million volt marks generator and he's ready to make some plasma. I got an idea for a show I wanted to do where we do a live stream and then we take some kind of like electrodes or whatever and hook it to random objects and then the voltage or whatever, whatever the right word is, I don't know, because I'm not an electrician uh, or an engineer, the, the, the power going into the thing we hook up to it will be based on how many live viewers we have. Oh. So what happens is you'll have like 10,000 people watching and it'll be like 10,000 volts and nothing will be happening. You could use smart contracts for that, like cryptocurrency. No, that, you just, no. You, no, you just tell people to come and watch the show. Just by yeah. being there, it could mine a crypto that causes the generator would, to click. That's way too complicated. But that's how you could automate the system. We wouldn't need to do that. We would just have it so oh, we'd that... turn it up as they showed up? Yes. No, you... Or, or we, the or views. It's, it's, it's probably like one line of code to be like voltage equal view count. That's just that simple. Yeah, I just want to make crypto. Yeah. <laughs> we could make the crypto, people can have it, and it would be, I don't know, whatever. Tokens, you know, was it ERC-20 tokens? But yeah. that's the idea. So then people are like, share with your friends, because if you don't, then you're not going to get enough Dude, power. Dude, that's a great thing. idea. Yeah, it'd be fun. We're going to get a big open crazy land and do it. And it were, I, I got the idea because watching that hydraulic press channel where they were crushing I things. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, what would happen if you like took a teddy bear, got it soaking wet, and then hooked it up? What, what would happen? Nothing? What, what, if the, what if the teddy bear didn't have any water on it? Would it just nothing because there's no contact? You have to test. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to get a super slow-mo camera because I want to watch the electricity arc. Yes. Wow, that's ridiculous. Those rigs are massive to yeah. see electricity let's, arc. Let's fund it. Mm -hmm. Let's get a funded electricity. You're talking arc. about a gigantic rig. We can maybe get one of those, like, you know, a couple thousand frames per second cameras. So, yeah, I want the state of the art. Where you can see bullets come out in slow motion. Yeah. That's way too yeah, expensive. You got to be in, like, super bright rooms. It's crazy. It's all for the art. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not already, smash that like button because it really, really does help. And share the show with your friends if you think it's, we're doing a good job because uh, that's how we grow the channel. We grow the show. Leave a good review if you're on iTunes or Spotify or any other podcast platform because, again, that really helps boost us in the rankings. And uh, sharing is the best thing you can do. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We're live Monday to Friday at 8 p.m. Luke. Oh, wow. I hear, I hear yeah. you're a person with social medias. Yes, yes, yes. You can follow me on Luke We Are Change on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, coincidentally, I'm also wearing another We Are Change t-shirt. This one saying, gives me that by a homeless person. Extra points if you could guess who this is. And uh, check out more information on my YouTube channel, uh, We Are Change. Thanks again but, so but, much for having me. But there are people who are only listening. So it's Karl Marx. Yes, it's Karl Marx. <laughs> it's Karl Marx. Yeah, it's Karl Marx. Gives me that. Gives. Uh, Ian? Hi, everyone. I'm Ian Crossland. You can follow me uh, on many and most social networks at Ian Crossland, including my Instagram, where uh, you can see Luke shoveling the snow off the roof of his RV and uh, Twitter, where I usually interact with people the most. Also, Minds. I uh, co-founded Minds with Bill Ottman in 2010, and I think it's a great potential to use as a fresh uh, new source code for a new platform. social network. Yeah. If we're going to expand to use free software, so follow me on Minds. Right on. And of course, you can follow at Sour Patch Lids, who's pushing all the buttons. I am on Twitter. I talk to people on Twitter. It's very fun. Join me there. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back tomorrow, 8 p.m. 
Uh, we're gonna have a really, really interesting big show. Yeah, oh. I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's gonna I want to confront him on something. It's gonna be very big. It's gonna be a little controversial, but really? very funny. Cause yes. trouble. Yes, there's so, gonna be so trouble gonna tomorrow. Be a crazy show. Yes. Right on. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. And we were talking about foreign interference, the election, crazy conspiracies, all that good stuff. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys.